Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be an amazing evening tonight. I am glad you are all going to be here. Just want to kind of catch up on some stuff from last week. I really appreciate all of the emails that I got from you guys um, on the show's anniversary. And uh, for those of you who may be listening for the first time or did not know, uh, the Speakeasy Cafe celebrated, uh, last week celebrated its 12 years, 12-year anniversary of being on the air and sharing poetry with the world. And real excited about that. It was an amazing night. Had a lot of really great poets here. You know, brand new people who have just joined our family and people who have been here since we poured cement on the cafe, you know, set the cornerstones. And uh, it was just, it was a really an emotionally amazing, um, just a beautiful evening. And uh, if you didn't, weren't able to catch it, you can find that in the archives, by the way, if you want to listen to the anniversary show. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Okay, so need to get started here. Before we do anything, what I want to do is I want to give out the phone number. So if you want to call in, you can call in. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty? And you can get called in and be able to share on the show. You can also call in on the phone and just listen, If you even if you don't want to um, if you don't want to read, it will prompt you if you want to come on the air and read. So, But you can also, and for those of you who did not know that, can listen on the phone. So if you have to go, you can turn it on and throw in your earbuds and and uh, you'll be good to go. Alrighty. So let's see. I'm writing down some numbers here real quick. I'm stalling. This is me stalling. I am a professional. Don't try this at home. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> That's the phone number if you'd like to call in. I want to do some announcements here real quick before we get started. If you are interested in putting together a workshop with the Speakeasy Cafe, we're real excited to have you partner up with us and do that. We can do these um, pre-recorded or live or a combination of both, depending on what you want to do. We can also do these anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long, actually a little bit longer than that if you needed to. You can, uh, as I mentioned before, you can pre-record them. So if you wanted to, you could pre-record it on your computer, do your editing, and send me an MP3 file too, by the way. That works as well. And uh, sometimes people are a lot more comfortable doing something like that. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put this on, you guys. This is just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we normally are afforded to here and talking about something that we're interested in. I'm talking with one guy about doing a, I'm not going to say his name because just in case he doesn't, but he's has a couple poetry forms that he's always wanted to try to master, right? And he's just not been able to get them done. So he's going to pull up all the information he can find on that poetry form, 
and he's going to actually work on learning how to do it right along with you on the air. So it's going to be something he doesn't know, something you guys may not know, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So it can just it's just to spend some time together. You know, you can do a workshop where you walk us through step by step where at the end we have a, a poem that we've created through your prompts or your, like uh, we did just a little while ago, we did a shop, I did one like that. You can talk about your favorite era of poetry, your favorite style, your genre, an actual poet. You can take a poem and you can, um, you know, talk about what you think it means, what was the poet really trying to say, all that stuff, you know, try to lick the red off the rainbow. So we would love to have you do that. You can shoot me. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be to shoot me a message on Facebook if you're on Facebook. And if not, you, I'll, I'll be giving out our email address here in just a little bit. But on Facebook, if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together and... Uh, you know, we can we can get that set up. It'll be awesome. You'll get a MP3 link to your show, so you can put it on your web page and use it as a marketing tool yourself. So that'll be very cool for you to have uh, on your website and stuff. You'll be able to share with people. All right. So next, I want to take a moment real quick, and I want to thank Star Sevron, James One Sapien and Roy Murdoch for helping sponsor the show this year. Our licensing fee comes up every Jan- the end of January every year. And uh, for several years, several, several years now, uh, Star, uh, One Sapien and Roy Murdoch have both helped with licensing. And Star Sevron jumped in there today, this year. And, uh, you know, the three of them are, are uh, you know, res- largely responsible for keeping this on the air every year with our three uh, with our three-hour limit license, broadcasting license. So I just really want to let them know I appreciate them. The end of the year is coming up, so if any of you are interested in helping sponsor the show, just shoot me an email, and I'll tell you what that involves, okay, and what you get, which is us. (laughs) Yay, (laughs) surprise, this is your prize. Um, So, yeah, that would be awesome. So make sure that you, you know, if you see them online or something like that, shoot them a message. Uh, especially, you know, when Sapien's going through a really rough time, I know Roy Murdoch's uh, has some things that's been keeping him away. Star Severin, she's always lurking in the shadows, and we love her very much. <laughs> Every once in a while, she'll come out and grace us with the piece, which we love even more. Hint, hint. So, yeah. Just make sure you mention a thank you to them when you see them. Now, every week before we get started, I give out an exercise and a writing prompt, a writing exercise and a writing prompt. So the prompt that I want to give you, the prompt is like planting a seed. You know, you, you, if it grows into something great, it can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in the poem, it can be a concept for the poem, it can be whatever. Just, you know, it has to grow from this seed. So the prompt is... Um, Oh, that's not the prompt. I got the wrong page. Oh, I have too many notebooks. Okay, so the prompt is, I want you to, because I, I was thinking about this. I, every holiday season, I have a, um, a a Christmas party type thing at my house. But I don't celebrate Christmas per se. And, and you know, don't get your little danders up and, and you'll, you'll have to understand why. I believe that all religions started from one religion and have grown from there. I mean, we don't celebrate a whole bunch of different creations. We only celebrate one. So obviously there was only one catastrophic event where creation happened. And over the years, like playing a game of telephone, the story of how that happened has changed. Okay? So I 
I don't believe in any one religion. I believe in happy, merry, everything. You know, I don't. you don't have to believe what I believe, and I don't have to believe what you believe, but I'll listen to you, you know, and I'll worship with you because you're important to me. You don't have to be just like me, you know, because nobody really knows. And that's the truth. Nobody really knows. So how can we judge? So I'm a merry, happy, everything girl. But I really thought that, in that, one of the things that I do is every year, this is really, going to sound really strange, but at the beginning of every year, I pick a new religion. And for that year, I am that religion. Okay. So I will study it. I will look what holidays. I will celebrate those holidays because I believe that intolerance comes from not understanding, from being naive. You know, ignorance is from not learning, not making it. You know, you can be naive and not so know something. You know, ignorance is when you're not willing to learn. So it's okay to not understand something. And fear comes from not understanding. So if we understand things, it's not so scary anymore, you know, and and there will be less hate. So merry, happy, everything, but I want us to learn from each other. I want us to really listen to each other. So the prompt for this week is my blank. So it could be my Christmas, or it could be my Hanukkah, or it could be my... But I want it to be like a seasonal event, like at this time of year. Every, you know, everybody has an event, you know, this time of year. You know, the Chinese New Year, which is much bigger than Christmas. Um, so my something. And share it with us. You know, bring us into the kitchen. Bring us into the, you know, standing at the water's edge. Bring us into, you know, whatever it is that you're, you believe. And, and share it with us. And I want it to be my something. Okay. And... uh you know, I, I just think it would be really cool. Anyway, okay, enough on that one. I'm really excited, too. <laughs> the exercise this week. The exercise this week is going to be a lot of fun, you guys. And for those of you who, you know, you know that I give these exercises out. And exercises are made to, to you know, get sweaty, to make messy. They're not designed to make palms. You know, this is when we're stretching our wings and learning and growing as an artist. You have to have input in order to have output. And so if you keep your pen moving without expecting yourself to create a fantastic poem every single time, if you do things intentionally to make messy with your muses, it gives you a lot of freedom. And when you have that freedom where you don't have that pressure on yourself, that's when you step out of your, creative, your, your comfort zone. Okay? Because, like, again... Like I said, that's the only way you grow. Otherwise, you're going to get in a rut writing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Okay, so when we push ourselves, when we do things that are uncomfortable, it's fun, it's exciting, that's where we grow. So that's what these are designed to do is just to have fun with. You should keep, if you haven't been doing this, you should, please, get a spiral notebook, a journal, uh, something that you can just keep handy. Don't do this stuff on the computer. Do it by hand. Something is completely different when you have, your mind has to slow down and keep up with your hand. You think differently. You know, maybe those of you who mostly write on the computer this year, you can think about, you know, doing doing things longhand. But the, the journal is a great way, or the, the spiral is a great way to do these exercises because it's something when you're, you know, sitting, sitting there one night and thinking, you know, I really want to write a poem. Hey, I remember that thing that I wrote about that time. I'm going to pull that up. And you can go back to that page and glean from that things to put into your poem that were written in the emotion of the moment that you may not think of again. Okay, so they're amazing things. So get a journal and write these things down in the journal. 
What I want you to do for your exercise this week is I want you to make at least 10. So this is going to take up like 10 pages in your journal or side-by-side list or however you want to do it. But what I want you to do is I want you to write 10 lists, 10 lists. So that what that's going to be is you're going to write down 10 random words, like the word um, telephone, the word candle, the word inkwell, the word camera, the word bird's nest. You know, whatever the word be, and it can be an emotion, anger, um, it can be a color, blue, whatever. Just write down 10 words. And then underneath that word, I want you to write down a list of every descriptive word you can think of to describe that word. So blue, azure, taupe, uh, uh, um, indigo, uh, the sky, the ocean, eyes, you know, the different things you can use that that you could use to describe the word blue, you know, the color of the sky, the color of her eyes, the sky color of her eyes, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, so you got an idea. So just write down these lists. It's really fun. If there's a word or something that you're thinking about and you just can't quite get it and it's like, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Doing a list poem is really good, writing down the key concepts of what you're thinking about, making your list and then being able to go back. So this is a lot of fun. That is what your... Uh, exercises for this week, not a hard one. We're going to keep things kind of fun and easy for the month of December because we've all got very busy schedules. All right. I always play a track before the beginning of the show. We always play one to close the show out. So if you're a recording artist and you have an MP3 file of your work and you want to send that in to have us upload it to the show's library and play for the world, you can do that by emailing it to me at the the word thus in there, T-H-E, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right? Get that sent over to me. Make sure you put MP3 files, something like that, audio recording in the subject line, and we can get that uploaded to the show's library and play it. Okay, it is the first week of the month, and as per agreement, after 12 years with um, getting called out on the air by you guys, I always start the month, the first show of the year um, with one of my tracks and so I thought it would be kind of fun to because I was talking I always talk about how you can take something and uh, one person can see one thing in it and one person can see another that's why these prompts are so much fun you know I can say the word blue and have you all write a poem about blue and none of them are going to be the same so I wrote this poem and a friend read it and they said, oh, can I take that? That sounds like a song to me. And at the same time he was doing that, I was recording my version, the spoken word version, because, of course, you know, I don't sing. I I, I sing all the time. That's a lie. I sing all the time, and forgive the people who have to hear me, because I'm a second alto, and I have a range of two notes. And if I go anywhere outside of those notes, it's like, it's bad. (laughs) You guys have heard me do the birthday song. You understand. Um, so I thought it would be kind of cool to play that for you. I'm going to play the song that Eddie Love, I'm going to play it first. And it's the, the poem that I wrote and the song he made out of that poem. And then right after that, I'm going to play the actual spoken word piece I did. And it, it's really amazing completely how they're completely different. But it's, it, the reason I want to play this is because I really want to talk about inspiration. I really want to talk about this year of connecting with each other. Um, you know, there's a whole we, – we've been here 12 years. We've got this amazing network of people. And I would love to see some projects 
you come together and work on some projects and do some things. Or if somebody's written something that you really like and you write music, you know, work on that. Or if you're a painter, somebody reads a poem and it inspires you, you know, paint a painting to go with it. You know, then you take his words or her, his or her, their words and put it on your painting. You go put on, go over to that, whatever that site is, I'll find it if you really want me to email me, um, where you, they'll put your picture and slogans or whatever on coffee cups and people can go buy them. And you can start this little company, a, a publishing company, where instead of publishing books, you publish people on cups. Ooh, that's a fun notion. I mean, this is like, you know. The, the 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 cutting edge of a new era. So yeah, instead of publishing books and journals that just sit on shelves, let's go publish people's poems on T-shirts. We should do that, you guys. We should make a corporation. This is a corporation. All right, somebody get with me. We'll do that. We'll all be millionaires next week. Stock will be up. You can buy it for a poem. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> the piece that I'm going to play starting out again is Eddie Love, and it is. I'm trying to find it. I had it pulled up, but it's uh, it's. I'm not sure where it went. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. So it's a piece of mine that he read called I Am Sorrow. And this is the song that Eddie Love came up with to the words. Here we go. I'm living inside a cage, not even 
I am sorrow. I keep thinking about you. How do I stifle this scream? I am living inside a caged nightmare of dreams. I fight for my freedom. But it never comes. A prisoner it is. I am completely undone. How can anyone help me when I can't help myself? If I can't explain it to me, how can I explain to anyone else? I am regret. I am sorrow. I am my every sin. I am the enigma of us. With no hope for an end. I am a lost soul. Your ghost within, existing in the purgatory of you living under my skin. I reach for my reflection, I reach for the light in a hall of mirrors where nothing looks right. Pray, quiet my mind, put this spinning to end. Caught up in our memory, echoing over and over again. Lord, help me, I beg. I am down on my knees. How many more nights can I survive like these? I am regret. I am sorrow. I am my every sin. I am the enigma of us. With no hope for an end. I am a lost soul. I am a shadow. I am your ghost within. Existing in the purgatory of you. Living under my skin. I keep thinking about you. How do I stifle this scream? I am living inside a caged nightmare 
So I thought that was pretty cool, the way neither one of us knew what the other one was doing and just how different they are and how much fun that was process working on that with him and the anticipation of it and just the surprise. He did such a fantastic job. And uh, so I just want to suggest that you do that. You know, reach out, work on some things together, have some fun, play, make messy. Okay, now it is time to get to our callers. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 779 is our first caller tonight. When I call your area code and bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. That's very, very important. First of all, it's good manners. (laughs) Second of all, you don't want to send your work out there into the world without your name attached to it. And third of all, you want people to know who's reading. So please make sure that you introduce yourself, even if you've been here since the very first show. You can read one poem tonight. We kind of got full phone lines. If you want to read two, just after you're done reading your first one, uh, uncue yourself and jump right back on the line, and uh, you'll be able to just rotate through again and and read a second poem. But we're going to start out tonight just doing one so that nobody has to wait horribly, horribly long. Please keep your reads to about five minutes. Be courteous of those people waiting in line behind you. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. That way you can make sure that people can come over and visit you, get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read next week. Now, please remember that we have a mature rating. So you are bound, and you probably will hear just about anything, all right, with the exception of adult poetry, uh, adult, like word porn erotica. Uh, we can't have that there. We can't have, you know, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers. We have area, area code, as I said, 779, then 734, and then 717. I do want to let area code 6, or excuse me, area, <laughs> area codes 863-219-989 and 765 know that you are not in the lineup. If any of you are planning on coming on and reading, Press 1. Now we have 863-989 and 765. If any of you were wanting to read, press 1. Otherwise, just hang out, listen to the show. Glad you're here. You can press 1 and jump into the queue anytime you like if you change your mind. Alrighty. So let's go ahead, without further ado, and get area code 779 on the air. 779, are you with me? Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Good. When was the last time I was the first caller? I don't know if that has it ever happened. It has happened before. It's been a while. Two years. It's <laughs> craziness. Absolutely craziness. Uh-huh. <clears throat> hey, for everybody who doesn't know my voice by now, it's Jessica. Um, I know. I, I, can't believe, a... I can't believe you're on first. Did you? Yeah. Go ahead. I know. I called ahead of time, and, you know, your cue told me that there were no shows scheduled for the next 24 hours. And then I called again, and it told me there was 46 minutes till the show. Well, that could be because I didn't schedule it till about 46 minutes ago. Why would you do such a thing? Because I had surgery on my hands, and I haven't been using my hands. And I procrastinated. 
Well, so, ignore what I just said to you. Answer you, can, you can call into the show, okay? You can call the – we have 150 dedicated lines coming into our switchboard. And you can call into the show 14 – actually, 14 minutes and 59 seconds. So as soon as it hits that 15-minute mark <laughs> before the show starts, you can call in. <laughs> you know, so the chances of okay. you being some of the first callers are pretty good. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> All um, right. So, what's going on, Jessica? Would you bring us tonight? All that good stuff. I have a piece that I wrote with Morgan. Um, it was a while ago. Was, I don't know, three months ago. Um, and I'm probably way off on my time, but I guess it doesn't matter. Um, the piece is called "Listen, Friend." So listen, friend, that's what you said. That's what you said you'd be to the end. The coveting bias cutting your words. Veil of jealousy is getting absurd. I'm not yours, not today nor tomorrow. And I'm sorry if this fact brings you sorrow. But I am my own to keep and to take through all of my trials for my own sake. Listen, friend, because that's what I need and not this again. My name and my life are mine to lead. I'm no person's cattle, keeper, or seed. I run my own rope, and I keep my own cancer. However, as much as we've had wonderful banter, I think it is time to call it a day. I will not be yours, and this way it will stay. Listen, friend, you said you'd stay to the end. And this that ends today then a friend you shall stay in my thoughts and my mind for the remainder of time. However, your display you gave on this day was more than enough to reveal the bluff I needed to see. It's now clear to me that what you hold inside, I cannot abide. To tear me asunder, I've lived through, the, I've lived through that blunder and it wrecked my family within. Listen, friend, I already have enough to mend. And you're no better than he. You use my emotions to cause these commotions that you can't internally see, just like the guys in which you most despise. I think you should just let me see. And that's unspeakable. Wow. You know, as as women, we are taught <clears throat> to believe in. We're we're. I mean, thank you, Disney. We're we're. Raised to believe we're princesses. You know, I would much rather have been raised to be a warrior. You know, if women were raised to be warriors, then they could fight for themselves. But instead, women are raised to be princesses. And so we sit around and I can't do it and wait for someone to help us. And, you know, we're, we are just raised in the generation that we have been raised in to believe this as women, you know, and we are just now learning, you know, how strong we are, you know, that we once clawed our own existence out of the dirt with our hands. You know, we are not frail, weak creatures, but we can be feminine and beautiful and all that, those other things. You know, women are really, I believe, coming into their own. And I read that piece and it reminds me about being that princess though. You know, when you believe in the fairy tale, when you believe in the happily ever after, the things that our 50s moms taught us, 
or our 60s hippie moms taught us, free love, all these things, okay? But it's it's when we start, you know, we, we start out where we just put love on such a pedestal. And it is everything, and we just, you know, we even in something, and even in a bad situation, we create it a fantasy world around the bad. We we create a fantasy as an excuse for what's going on, truly going on, you know, and we're in a horrible relationship, so we believe they're wonderful because we're living in that fantasy. But there's that special moment when reality walks up to us, and it doesn't hit us like a brick. It doesn't knock us off our feet. Reality walks up next to us and holds our hand. It just reaches out and takes us by the hand. And all of a sudden, there's a calm. There's a moment of calm where you see everything so clearly. You know, and I always said that, you know, I, when I was younger, I used to always say, you know, you, you know, you, 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 our feet are in the clouds until you bring me down. You know, if you ever bring me down to the ground and make me stand on the ground, you'll never get my feet in the clouds again. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I start out believing in you like that, but if you ever <clears throat> let me stand on the ground, I'll never get back up in the clouds. And your piece really reminded me of that, of that realization where it's almost like in the movie The Labyrinth where she's standing there and she says, you have no power over me. That's that's yeah. really what your piece made me think of. Sorry, went off on a tangent. No, it's okay. It's, it's relevant. <laughs> I loved it. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... This piece meant a lot to me, and I'm really, really happy that Morgan was there to help me with it. It got me through a hard time. It's fantastic, honey. Fantastic job. And, uh, you know, we should do a phone call pretty soon. I was thinking about that yeah, the other day. Yeah, I think day. we've talked about that, like, a hundred different times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shoot me your phone number on Messenger. Sure. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, you want to tell everyone how to find you? Mm-hmm. You can get me at allpoetry.com slash scarlet letter. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Jessica, I love you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here, for starting the show off on such a great note, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, of course. Love you, too. Love you, honey. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 734. 734, you're on the air. Hello, this is Dennis White from Michigan. <laughs> Dennis, my darling, darling Dennis. How are Ooh, you? Nice. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm well and blessed and thankful. <laughs> I think darling, yeah. you know, someone you hear the name Dennis and I'm, and I'm I'm sure you got teased all your life Dennis the Menace because you know Dennis the Menace is so popular and you have Dennis's name and he has your name and all that. But so I think we're going to start a new one. Instead of someone when they think of the word name Dennis, they're going to think of darling Dennis and they're going to think of you instead. Oh, that's, that's We're very kind. Your name. <laughs> that's all right. Darling, I am a bit of a menace, though. So, <laughs> you know, I do know that about you. <laughs> yeah, I do well, know I that it's in the lab. <laughs> no, no, I kind of figured that out. I think maybe even on the first show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, I brought uh, you a poem I haven't read before. And uh, I'd like to read it uh, on your show. So okay, uh, it's a, it's a poem that uh, has a lot of meaning to me. And uh, the title of it is 
power of the tower. The lacy steel and girded beams, they reach to heaven, so it seems. Tourists come from far and near to see a landmark they hold dear. Boats cruise upon the Seine. They see the tower and sip champagne. Seeing the tower, a spell is cast, and rest assured that it will last. I was skeptic until I saw architectural beauty without a flaw. I left my heart in Paris, it seems. It returns at night in my dreams. Consider for your bucket list, the Eiffel Tower should not be missed. In the poem. <laughs> I love that piece. I am really, really glad that uh, you brought that through tonight. That was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, thank perfect you. Perfect sentiment, it, it, everything. Uh, the Eiffel Tower was very me, and I hope to return to revisit it. It's on my second bucket list. <laughs> you know what's horrible is there's places, and you know it's a long story, so I'm not going to get into it because I yammer, and this is about you guys reading. But I had a chance to this year. I went on a three-state trip uh, for two and a half weeks with no idea where I was going to go, but I ended up driving through a couple. It was Utah, Wyoming, and Colorado, and and I drove through places where I used to live there and places where hold really big significance to me, especially, you know, Nine Mile Canyon. And I'll tell you guys maybe that story sometime. Um, maybe we'll do a poem. We'll do, a, we'll do a workshop on a poem of place. Do you have a poem written about a place you've been? I know you do. Sure I do. Maybe we'll get a couple poets together and we'll write about a poem of place and we'll tell about the place and then read the poem and, and show how that's done because those are awesome poems. Let's do that. Okay. New uh, let's do that. I'm, I'm right. making a note because uh, I, I forget things. All right. I'm, I'm going to uh, let everybody know that if they want to read some of my poetry, I can be found at allpoetry.com, and I write under the name of Haiku Bless You with hyphens between the words. So uh, check it out if you want. If you don't want, that's fine too. Uh, I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Nyla. I'll step aside and let the next poet step up to the mic. I'll say God bless. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight, baby. Thank you. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 717. 717, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Pretty good. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, James Rothline from uh, Palmar, Pennsylvania. There you go. Perfect. So how you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing okay. The cats are staring at me. The girlfriend's ignoring me. <laughs> uh, then life is good, right? <laughs> yes. So how are you? I'm I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I really am doing great. We had a fantastic week. 
uh, last week for the anniversary show. Um, I'm able to use my hand and start getting into mischief again, so I'm I'm doing perfect. <laughs> That's good. That's I'm good. doing awesome. So what did you bring for us tonight, babe? Well, um, I wrote this uh, just a few days ago. It's uh, after, when I heard about uh, President Bush passing away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. At the moment, I don't have a title, so I'm still taking suggestions on it. Joining in the sleep of other kings and counselors, a half-mass to mark his passing. The old king four years on the throne and four times more living in the judgment of history, follows his wife who went before through the veil of eternity to stand before the almighty seat, praising, giving little thought if we mourn or remember him. End of poem. I love that. I love that. You know, I've worked in, a lot of you may not know this, but I, I quit watching mainstream TV. I quit watching public television and all that stuff, news and things like that, almost 18 years ago now. I've worked in the media my entire life, and both in newspaper and radio. And being in the industry and being on the backside of it, and you see how it's manipulated, you see how people, how you guys are getting manipulated by it. You know, a story comes in and it's not, hey, we need to report this story. It's, no, we need to, you know, we can't approach it this way because that's going to piss off the car dealers and their biggest advertisers. And, no, this is an election year, so we can't piss off this group because they support our papers. So, you know, we don't want to piss off these people, uh, so we're going to have to slant the story this way. You know, and it's it's just, just made me sick, you know, a little Pollyanna me. You know, so I just quit watching it. You know, I get my news from the Internet. I educate myself. It's always he said, she said, and the truth lies in the middle, and it's up to us to find out what it is. You know, we should never believe what we are spoon-fed. Um, and why did I start talking they, about that? I mean, I don't know. but Well, it's in the news, but why not just – Oh, yeah, President Bush. Okay, sorry. I'm back, I'm back. But I was what? I was looking at the – I mean, seriously, guys, there was this one time because we worked – I worked for an independent newspaper, which you think is supposed to tell you the truth. But we had a story break, and the headline we had here in uh, – when I was in Colorado, the headline we ran in Colorado for the same story was completely opposite, and the story was completely opposite in another part of the country. And it was in our, our, our sister paper, you know, so it – it's craziness. You guys don't believe everything. Anyway, so I was sitting there and I was watching there and I saw the picture of his his service dog laying in front, you know, and it said an, an intermittent, uh, uh, what was the word, impromptu intimate moment. And it's like you can't tell me that that picture was not freaking staged. It was so staged, you know, but they, they play, they just, it's just, Anyway, I loved yeah, your piece. I loved the part where it said, you know, and then stood in judgment of history. Yeah, I guess I was trying to figure out how to write, you know, that it's been 16, 16 years from when he left office to the time he died. Mm-hmm. And, and that was perfect. I mean, it would, and it would, as actually, you know, when you consider, you know, the, the, tempest that he has gone through through those 16 years, the judgments and stuff that have been made to him, it really, really bought, brought a significant weight of emotion. You know, and our own humanity, and us as a human being, standing in judgments, um, it really brought that emotionally into the piece. So I think that line's really important and really good. A lot, maybe a lot more than you realize, but great right, hon. Thank you. 
Thank you. You're very welcome. So tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Well, um, I can be found on Facebook, uh, James E. Rothline Poet, uh, Rothline, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N, because it's not spelled the way it sounds. Um, it can be found on Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, a few other places. And I have a book out that's uh, on sale on Amazon, and um, e-copy is on uh, Smashwords. It's Musing on, Musing on the Cricket Game of Life Part One and a Half through a Silver Bow Publishing out of uh, Vancouver. Perfect. So Perfect. please buy my book. Please buy my book. Shameless <laughs> <laughs> plug. I don't deny Support it. each other, guys. It's Christmas time. You, everybody should really be posting their links. You know, how cool would it be to get Christmas presents um, you know, from from our from our peers, you know, or maybe you guys could do a holiday book exchange, you know, where I'll send you one of my, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, type of thing. Well, if they want to contact me about that through email, um, it's pvtigy at gmail dot com. Perfect. And just All right, put my dear. We book book thing in the uh, in the subject line so I know what it's about. Perfect. All right. Okay, thank so, you. We will talk to you next week? Possibly. I'm considering <laughs> there's a local uh, poetry group that that's also on Thursday nights, and it's been so long since I've been to it. So it's, well, you know, uh, that's I'm not good. a big deal. I Just take – we're on for three hours, so take um, – you know, take our phone number with you, keep a poem with you, because you'll be reading anyway. And, you know, when you're done reading there, just call, run, jump in the bathroom where the acoustics are great and, and call into the show. You can well, do I both. Think about it because I'm trying to get back into networking with the, the local poetry scene. You know, which would be really cool is talk to the local poetry scene and tell them that you work with an international talk show, uh, poetry show, and it would be really fun for maybe you guys as a group to put together a workshop to air on, air on oh, the show. Okay. Well, I will uh, pass that suggestion on because it's uh, with the Almost Uptown Poetry Cartel in Harrisburg. That would be cool. So you could, you know, host the one where all the members of the show come or the plays come, and you can pre- you can record it on the air or record it while you're doing the thing or however you want. Talk with me later. We'll figure it out. We'll do something. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep, we'll All right, hon. Great job tonight, okay. sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Maybe you're on the air. I think you're on the air. Am I on the air? You are. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, sweetheart. I was just making sure. Because I didn't know <laughs> if I was on the air. <laughs> You're no, in a good is. mood. <laughs> yes, I am actually. Yeah, you remember the, the the quest for fire that you sent me on last time, right? Mhm. Okay. Well, I've I went through it and I uh, I didn't like it, but I went. <laughs> and uh, and I found I found the piece and um subsequently uh in the the search through the 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 jumble that kind of resembles a room 
I uh, came across a bunch of other stuff that I had didn't didn't remember was it either in my room or or whether it was in the garage. But uh, it, it it that that kind of like to me kind of epitomizes, you know, going looking for things anyway because there, there's always like the main thing that I'm looking for, but there are always those things to be observed and acknowledged and uh, a lot of times taken along that I find along the way. And, um, so there was, uh, it, I always enjoy that because I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's never a, it's never a waste of time. It's always, it's always something that, uh, has something, uh, to, to add to understanding to it. And, um, in that process, I've also been kind of like doing some, uh, just self-assessment type stuff in forms of stages thereof. And I was thinking back, you know, like when I was uh, when I first started right when I first basically started started uh, taking this journey in terms of my culture, my traditions, and uh, and the learning that has been since, and I look back at where I started, and it's like that 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 almost looks like an alien being as you know as <laughs> to where I am today, <laughs> because there's no resemblance there. <laughs> And um and and but but what's cool is too is by 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 taking that journey to find uh, this particular work, um, I started thinking about it, and it's like you know what it's it's really going to be interesting to do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I'm not going to, you know, I didn't I didn't rewrite it or anything. I just you know I I, I happened to find the 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 chapbook that it was written into, and so for me now. With with the understanding and the, the 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 journeys that I've been through since, and this having been written probably somewhere between twelve and fourteen years ago, and reading it with that understanding now, as opposed to when I wrote it, it's it's kind of a cool thing too. It just kind you of know, like, it, it just took me to a nice nice place there with that. <laughs> well, I'm glad, and it's yeah. it is fun. It is fun going back and looking at. You know, you don't realize how much you've grown until you read something you were real proud of ten years ago. Sure. Well, yeah. this is this this piece has always been kind of weird to me anyway, just because it's it's not something that it, it doesn't lose anything. You know what I'm saying? This 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 particular work uh, will stand as a um, well, it will it will stand by itself. Uh, even if it's just in terms of you know the, the 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 way I was writing at that particular time, you know it it, it definitely it definitely is uh, one that 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 uh, is a touchstone for me. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, um, this piece is called "Backbone Snapped In." I have lived some thirty years on this my reservation. 30 years have I lived here. I have watched many people fall. Not to a miscarriage of justice, although there is that. No, of my friends, the fall was of misspent time and our shortcomings. My last year, this one just gone, I have been in federal lockup here in the any state I come from. One year of time for dying, 
one year and chains a lifetime. I am categorized as a red male native slash Alaskan. I know this from my sister when she comes to visit me. She speaks of the freedom movement she's involved with on the reservation, and I fear for her. It is midnight now, and the cell block count has ended, and they tell me soon I will die strapped to an electric chair. They are the others who think they're in charge, but I know more than they do that in the end, nothing they do will stop my spirit from becoming a dream. I feel the presence of my sister, her breath slipping by my ears, her backbone pressed against mine. I have found my death. She must have reached out to grab it, but there is nothing left to be said. This is punishment for crime, but to feel her thus, maybe she also is close to dying. Backbone snapped into a bent and ready-to-die position, hours gone spent in gray timing anticipation of the electric chair in a prison, chrome, cold, played chains, a woman in a shotgun shack, leather strapped to a wooden chair, just as much a prison. Twins of blood and chromosomes, backbones arched in feathered arcs, Fly, raven child, fly, positioned and ready to die. Blackbird must sing or blackbird will die. Black hair hung straight to form a pause of silence, a reprieve for the eyes, questions asked, straps tightened, blood now fondles sweat, becomes a salt red sanguine rose. Backbone stretched, spirits splayed to the breaking point, murders, suicides, an electric chair, the legal format for genocide. My skin, your skin, different by shades, by trials of shadow and light, alcohol, drugs, needles, a people's visions rendered narrow and useless, jaundiced eyes with blind sight, poisoned dreams in a quiet night, screams smothered. A man faces his mirror, talks to first maker. Yeah, I'm alive. Maybe I got some time left, some years. What are they good for? What am I good for? Years, time, gray killing dreams. So what? Backbones snapped in, jacked in, telephones wail, a dizzy message, human skeletal, bones cracked, bent, the frame snapped into a ready-to-die position, a song on the wire, I am leaving, I am bleeding, girl burns her age, woman speaks to her mother before the shotgun shack explodes with a vengeance, dipped in the culture of her blood. Red brother in prison sits strapped down, his red skin grieving, isolation, degradation, and abomination of moments stitched together with raw bodies parted from spirit. His grave, her informants, insider apples, his sister made, cut from shadows of kin, 
stained with umber, the color of sombers draped by those who call themselves the powers that be in their state of justice. Fake smiles, sadness bound to racial elation. Yes, I come to you as a once bound prisoner in my passing. I have been here twice before. No one knew me. I was the vomit pig stuck and bleeding, barely breathing, my nose just one inch from the floor. Yeah, I'm a red man. I get my government money, my payoff, and the dirty rust of a reservation noir received in full, a belly full of booze and a mind crumbling of chemic fried dreams and fired with desperation. So what? Let me have it. Put my hand on the trigger. I'll pull it. Let me flip the switch on myself. Strapped into a chair, strapped into a prison, my backbone a mirror to my sisters, strapped in, my arms cocked out, what's left of my body being locked in, rigid. Yeah, put my hand on the trigger in the ready position. Motherfucker, I want to die. And peace. Very, very emotional piece. That was incredible, Soldier Blue. Thank you. <coughs> well, it wasn't wasn't a tough Excuse read or anything, me. was it? No, no, never is. No, mm-hmm. it's always just light and airy, just bees and trees and honey, please, you know. <laughs> 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 All right, sweetheart. Great job, great job. Tell me, uh, tell everyone how they can find you, sweetie. Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook, and uh, it's under Rafe Wild, and then underneath the parentheses says Soldier Blue, and that's me. So Very that's cool. where you can find me. Working on some things. Don't want to really talk about it too much because I'm not sure if it's going to come through, but if it does, it's going to be cool. And then I can do some other things. Uh, for the show, and uh, but like I say, we'll uh, have to see first if it's actually going to come come about. So we'll see. But uh, next cool. week I'm going to read that other one I was telling you about uh, that I wrote uh, called uh, basically it's, it's not really just about me. It's more a scope of a lot of what uh, it is to grow up native. So yeah, it's uh, it's called growing up though. So I'll read that next week. Sounds awesome. All right, my darling. We will talk to you. Thank you, Miss Nyla. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. right. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye. All right. That was Mr. Soldier Blue Blue, Rafe Wiles. Make sure you look him up and um, check out what he's doing. He's pretty amazing. All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Mama. And... um, I always know when it's Mama. He's doing. He's pretty amazing. All right, our next caller comes from area code two one six two one six. Wait for it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Turn your computer off, can Mama. You hear me? I yeah, can hear yeah. you. Yes or no? I can hear you. Oh. Okay. But well, that's a good thing. <laughs> it is. It is. I ran across this. Um, 
well, somebody sent it to me, but um, it's 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 on a video. I'm gonna put it in the chat room. I was looking for your chat room, your your um your event page, and you just sent it to me. I didn't mean to put all those forms on your page. I was looking for that page, but anyway, I'm gonna do the piece um from Garden of Poetry and Prose that I did uh, when I was a guest writer for that magazine. And it's called The Monster is But a Moth. And it goes like this. I will narrate what we may observe. Poe explains to Donald Trump the antics from the Pleocene epochs posthumously. How about that? <laughs> I don't even know if I could repeat that little spell, any of it. Well, Trump is going to come back as an aberration, and he's going to explain the, to his, he's going to explain to Trump his disease, uh, the disease of delusional thinking. And so um, I'm trying to make it bigger so I can see it a little bit more better. Here we go. Is that going to help? Okay, here we go. Okay. Oh, I made it too big. Okay, here we go. Again, it's called The Monsters, But a Moth, and I wrote it for The Garden of Poetry and Pose magazine. And it's related to the death head sphinx, to the eyes of Edgar Allan Poe, and he's talking to Donald Trump. I know now that what is deduced from each man's perception is each man's reality. And since I have died from either TB, cholera, drugs, or suicide, and although any or all could have caused my delusional thinking, I will say that somehow I realized my demise was rooted in my being able to, my dread should be attributed to my own thinking. Whatever I said, I am sure was true a minute ago. But my inability to qualify my perception does play on who suffer from the inability to qualify time, distance, and space, causing the epochs of our acute but distorted awareness. He may suffer this huge mental health disorder from several reasons. He could see apparitions, see omens of death and distorted truths, as well as tailor them to fit into the epochs of our own acute but distorted awareness. For Americans for Americans and others to be baffled by our thinking, the thinking of Donald Trump, which would be expected of normal thinkers, therefore I speak as literally I ghostwrite this message to you. Ah, here it is. Poe presently exclaimed, my recollection, it is a reascending 
the face of the hill, and a very remarkable-looking creature, I admit it to be, at the time, speaking from mental illness called delusional thinking, during the dreaded reign of cholera in New York, watching people and loved ones die daily, also contributed to my distorted perception. So to you, the people of the 21st century, this man who lies, you are all fearful of, in his eyes, he tells the truth. Donald feels, Donald feels that what he thinks and sees in his erratic mind is true, real, and is best. In reality, it is the worst of the worst, and he, like me, is a danger to self and to all those under his decision. And those who are baffled and confused by the straight-facedness and tight-clenched strength in which he holds to these deep-set, delusional, yet dangerous decisions must realize that those who see the emperor marching naked through the world are those who see this mental illness as an opportunity to benefit from his ineptness, including tax breaks, Russia, or any other entity that would benefit from America falling. And like the plague of the cholera, if not stopped, as his contagious madness is allowed to continue, it soon will destroy the world and alter the mental balance of an already of an already nutritionally deprived peoples of all nations. But I must say, as he finally deduced, the monster is but a moth. Still. It is by no means so large as Donald has imagined it. It was so close to eyes, it was inches away from the distance of his pupils, that he was in overkill mode. The dread and perception, the monster is but a map, but a moth. Splatter, splatter, what's the matter? Nutty buddy, it ain't funny. Looky, looky, they point nookies. I heard they said I am too kooky. Surprise, but did you analyze? It was true when I said it a minute ago. Debit and debt. Are we broke yet? The rules are for fools. We've got you covered, dirty subjects. You all can't tell me how to bleed. She needs. We need that wall. We must wage war. Ship is sinking. Indict me never, watch me in sight. I am much too clever. Who can stop me? No one can. This absolute power I have absolutely corrupts this land. Shoot up schools, but don't shoot up dope. Breathe, get on your knees, get on the ground and beg for hope. They dread me. Hear them chant, Booska, Booska, duck a tear. Mouse cartoon time is no longer here. It's tariff time. Pause for the claws. Play that rap song just because. Dun, 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 dun. Can't touch this. Magoo, you've done it again, you idiot. You should have known your refusal 
to not take the recusal was highly unusual. It's all about perception. You should have seen this coming. Me wide open like the hole in a donut. And we rich folks, wealthy folks, can all go live on a secret island. Let's take the money and run. America is done. Leave them in the mess. Make America a shithole country. Since they won't play my way, I'll take the money and leave with my friends. Pick up my stash that is stashed all over the land, all over the globe. So you can duck into your bunkers, a.k.a. nuclear rabbit holes. They used to call me putting pie like Georgie Porgy. I've kissed the girls and made them cry, but not the ugly ones. If they say I did, then it's a lie. So splatter, splatter, what's the matter? The Constitution? I never read it. How can I uphold it when I don't comprehend? Free gun zones are dangerous. And mental illness is contagious. Chanting, Ickabeka soda cracker, Ickabeka foolish. If Russia wants to be my friend, it doesn't mean I don't like blacks or the Jewish. Oodles and noodles. I will stand up for my wall. All the king's men can't make me fall. I am the fairest in the land, says the mirror on the wall. Sirens blazing. I think I'm amazing. History will never forget me. Wasteland and doomsday. Nobody left to fire. Nobody left to hire. The cracks are wide open. Slipping through them is easy. This flash, I was taking a bath during global warming. But the grid broke. The bridge collapsed. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, free at last. Try and remember who's the boss, so you won't get lost in the sauce. Can't sit and discuss this important stuff too long. I got to go play golf. Here we go, loop-de-loop. Everyone is at large, but there's no one in charge. Here we go, loop-de, tell another lie. All the loonies are running the big house or the mental institutions. And since the cow has already jumped over the moon, the duck jumps over Jupiter. Really, there's no end. So this witty-ditty is not as shitty as it may seem if you catch the drift of my theme. But the monster is but a moth. And we're living in the chaos and not in the dream. In peace. Mama, that was incredible. So you. I, you know, it's it's not it's not good to hold back like that. So I think you should, you know, maybe <laughs> spend a little time and tell us how you really feel about things. Well, <laughs> it was for a magazine. It was my first time being asked to be a guest writer, so I just kind of like you know overdid it to make that first impression be the first impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last thing. <laughs> All right. On to the next. I know that was kind of long, but I can't do it. <laughs> it was amazing. Hey, you can't take off without telling her how, how to find you and all that good stuff, my love. Okay, find me um, here on Thursday on uh, Night of uh, Cafe and uh, Speakeasy. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Poetry Soup. Find me on com, and find me in the library of my poems. 
and you'll soon be able to find me in my book as soon as I finish doing the editing. And that's Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. Mama Ola Deji. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Mama. Great job tonight. Love you dearly. All right. That was Mama. Make sure you go find her. She's amazing. All right. Next caller comes from area code 480. 480, you're on the air. Well, hello, Nyla. Well, hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm sorry I missed you over Thanksgiving. How was yours? It was very good. It was awesome. I had a house full of people, which I didn't really expect, and it was incredible and fun and, yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. I um I have to go back and listen to, what was it, last week was the anniversary show? Is that right? It was, yes. I heard that little Miss Jessica dropped a bombshell and it made you get all teary-eyed. She did. I cannot yes, wait to hear this. <laughs> well, hi guys, I'm Morgan. It's nice to be back. It is awesome to hear from you. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Life has been, oh, well, you know, life. It gets in the way. It gets hectic, and especially around this time of year when you got everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just pulled me away for a few weeks. And also, you guys all changed times, and I didn't. <laughs> Oh, I kind of got disoriented. Oh, the time zone thing, yeah. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's only two places in the United States that do not move with daylight savings time. That is Arizona and Indiana. I'm in Arizona, so when you guys slide, I don't, and then I have to completely figure out everything else around me, including this show. So there's one week I thought <laughs> I missed it, and I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. We're right here. Yeah. Well, I've got a um, a piece for you that I've been wanting to read for some months now, I think, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. Um, I cleared it with, with Jess because it is an erotic piece, but I had her read it, and she, I think she's a good uh, good meter of what's good on the show, and she gave me the complete thumbs up and said that it is by no means breaking your rules because she's got 12 years experience with it so I'm I'm trusting her judgment because I wanted to surprise (laughs) you with it okay thank you for the warning I get flustered when I hear erotica and I don't know what to say so I I appreciate the warnings you guys yeah so you know if if I'm breaking rules here just just blame her I'm just I'm just passing all of that straight over to her it's going to be all good I'm just she's my scapegoat today Okay. Fair? Okay. Go ahead. So, um, and by the way, Nyla, this is in response. Well, not in response, but you uh, played that one piece for me of yours the first time I read. So I'm like, okay, Gauntlet Throne, now it's my turn. (laughs) Okay. All right? This is called Kiss of the Serpent. A serpent's embrace, but in this case, a single fang breaks flesh by demand. A grimace at first, but you must quench your thirst. Don't stop is your only command. 
I don't want you to hurt, but I cannot desert. This inferno too hot to ignore. Consumed by desire, my body like fire. It will always be you I adore. To all others unknowing, our passion is growing. As your movements are slowing, you whisper, keep going. Without slowing or stopping, I feel myself topping. I hope not to your disdain. You scream, though I'm near, and without any fear, I release my toxin into your vein. Are you done? You imply. But the fire in your eye asks if only one will save me today. Or without slowing, we could keep going. In a moment, I promptly obey. Tonight, a beast is born, humanity and animalism torn by lust, rage, and scorn as I fill your bodies that I adorn. I ravage, defile, whilst all the while you scream obscenities at God. Another mountain reached, another threshold breached, you silently nod. In the moments of silence post-saluting the violence, we're locked in each other's embrace. Tonight, we are one, and we are far from done, though our love is a sinful disgrace. And peace. <laughs> the secrets in the night are always the best, eh? Oh, absolutely. The things that hide in the shadows are always more fun. <laughs> that, that was awesome, man. Yeah, the best part is I literally wrote this piece years ago when I was half asleep. I was just, it was some weekend day, and I'm just waking up, like, half awake, and words are just going through my head. I'm like, pen, any pen and paper. And I just, like, had to, like, try to keep that semi-dreamlike state and just, like, jot it down without looking at any of it. Deciphering my handwriting was really fun later. Oh, I do that all the time. That makes me crazy. It's like, I don't know what this says, but I know it was brilliant and it would have changed the whole world. <laughs> yeah, always. Always. Uh, yeah. So that's my piece for the day. I'm going to let you guys get on. For those of you who don't know, I am Morgan Ashire. You can find me in one place and one place only, and that is at www.writerscafe.org slash ashire. That is writerscafe.org slash ashire, A-S-H-I-R-E. It's good to be back, Nyla. I'm hoping to make it through the rest of the holiday season. Well, you did fantastic, and uh, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you making time, and that was a fantastic piece, hon. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All righty. All right, guys. And that was a perfect example of, of what I call erotica, is that the mind, it's, the best way to describe it, it's like, it's like the mind, there's a, the best phrase in the world, the mind fucked of it, of it. You know, it's that teetering place. Erotica is the, where your mind is in a fog and you can't think and you can't breathe and you can't anything. You know, erotica is the spill. Or a word porn is kind of like the spill. Erotica is fine. You know, there was nothing crude in that piece. It was just it, that was a perfect example of what good erotica is for me, in my in my opinion, and what our rating will allow. <laughs> so great job. Okay, our next caller. Oops, I think I kind of messed up. Four eight zero. Have you been on? Yeah, that's me. Hi. 
Okay, hi. All right, I didn't mark that call. Sorry, <laughs> sweetie. Great piece again. It's okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, our next caller comes from area code five or seven five seven seven five seven. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Tamika Barnett. Hey, Tamika. How are you, my love? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Now even better hearing from you. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I have one piece. Um, is this one doesn't have a title either, like last week. Um, so, I know, um, and I forgot that I was going to give you give it a title, but I forgot. It's um, terrible. <laughs> oh no worries, no worries. I figured out how to work with these untitled pieces that are coming through, and just kind of um, not so much weave them together, but just do them all in one big project and give the whole project one title. So. You know what I do when I when I title poems like that when I don't know the title like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and they're like um, he was saying you know, there's a poem in your head and you just write it down I title it the time like 3:45 a.m. or mm. or I give it the title Wednesday afternoon October 30th <laughs> you know just something you know because then that, that when I go back in my archives and look it's like wow I remember that day you know and it kind of gives it a, a reference. Um, to a time it was written to. Okay, I'm done. Oh, I, like, I like that. Okay. Um, okay, here it is. Um, shattered glass and scattered things. Forgive me if I do not want to riot. There's enough screaming and yelling inside of me. I don't need to be ripping apart clouds with violent sounds. And since we are connected by spirit and by science, we are entangled in the greatest of struggles, finding contentment, peace, and humor in a country, in a world that takes pride in shattering glass and scattering things in peace. Read that last line for me again. Um, ooh, we are entangled in the greatest of struggles, finding contentment, peace, and humor in a country, in a world that takes pride in shattering glass and scattering things. That takes pride in shattering glass and, I forgot again already, Scattering things. scattering things. That that line right there is probably, you know, it, it, I need to start doing this. Will you do me a favor? Are you, you're still on mm. Facebook. Will you shoot me over that line? Oh, just I'm, that I'm line. Actually, and, well, I'll send it to you in the um, email because I'm not okay. on Facebook. I've deactivated <laughs> for a while okay. now. But, okay, so yeah. send me the if you can send me that line in an email so I don't forget, or I can listen back to the show and grab it. We're at the uh, minute thirty or hour thirty-four. Yeah, that and I'll be putting okay. it up on um, my poetry soup page too. So okay, I just I I think that this year I want to start collecting lines. I mean that that to me is a very powerful, amazing line. And I would love to make a, a a list of all the 
really super powerful lines I hear throughout the year, and that's going to have to be in there with them. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. okay. All right, my dear. Tell everyone how to find that page of yours. Um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash M-E forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O, the number one and the number three. And thank you very much. Thank you, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight, honey. I appreciate it. You have a good one. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. So our next caller, whoops. I'm getting this put together, guys, honest. All right, our next caller comes from area code 850. 850, you're on the air. 850, are you with me? 850. I don't hear anybody. We're going to try that again. All right, 850, now are you with me? Yes. You hear me? I hear you, yes. Hello, sweetie. Hey, how you doing? This is Mike Ingersoll, Pensacola, Florida. How you doing, Alan? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. It's good to actually hear you. <laughs> and literally, yeah. I mean I, hear I you. I was wondering about that because I just had, had got a new phone because my other one quit where I couldn't hear anybody, and they could hear me. So I was worried. I thought, oh, I got a bad phone again. Damn. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no. That, no, that was no, a, no. the studio, my bad. Okay. Well, same on you. <laughs> uh, it's been a while, but uh, I'd like to share. Uh, well, it's actually a two-part poem. I mean, I know you said you didn't want two poems, but these are connected within time, space, date, news, emotion, and everything, and they're short. So if you don't mind, I'd like to share them both with you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh Quick little background on them. I went to visit some friends I hadn't seen in Toon's Age over in Alabama and spent a couple of days with them, but it had been raining and the river was rising. I, you know, I live on the river in a camper, so I was worried about it flooding because it kept rising. And come Sunday morning, it was about a half a foot above flood stage or below flood stage. So I was like, hey, well, I got to quit. I got to head home. So, uh, and no sooner I get off the main road from their house, going the back roads towards mine, I started writing the first poem in my head. You know, my muse grabbed my ear and said, Mike, pay attention. And by the time I finally hit the stop sign on the road to going to my house, I had the first poem. Okay, and it goes like this. A sunny country road on a warm November day with just a touch of autumn breeze and thoughts of friends in which to stray. They could, be, they could be memories of the night before or songs from long ago. It doesn't matter where they take you because you know that you'd still go. With no cars up on the highway and no large trucks to go around, you've got half a tank to find out wherever it is you're bound. Does it matter? Okay, and if you go to my Facebook page and look at my profile picture, the picture of that day when I got home, and the river was up, and I'm sitting around my campfire, 
enjoying the day. A beautiful day. <laughs> While and I was awesome. sitting there, yeah, oh yeah. Well, I was sitting there and just, I mean, full of love, joy, friendship. You know, regret leaving them, but loving them anyway, and just ate up with my love. You know, my muse hadn't left me; she was still tugging at my ear. And while we were sitting there waiting to see if the river was going to come over the banks or not, the second poem came up, and it goes like this: Of all the lines that are layered on my soul. The most beautiful to me are those made by the touch of others. The love my heart sings is for you, my friend. My joy is the harmonies that resonate within your gift of me. Thank you. And then if you look at that picture, I'm torn around with a coffee cup, Irish coffee, of course, in a brose position, that was me reciting that poem, or actually both of them, in a row and saying, hey, towards the camera. And You know we're going to all troll your page looking for that picture. Oh, well, it's, it's there. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the little thumbnail one. It's the big picture in the background, the regular profile picture. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's... And like usual, uh, for me, I mean, my, my title to the poems are usually the last line, so that was Does It Matter and Thank You, respectively. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job on that, and uh, I'm glad that you read both of them. They were great. Oh, thank you. Okay, and uh, the only place you all can find me besides coming down here to Perdita River and visiting in person is on Facebook. Uh, my name is Michael Wayne Ingeseth, E-N-G-E-S-E-T-H. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Uh, hopefully. With any luck, yes. All right. Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate it. All right. You take care, Donna. You too. <laughs> Bye. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I'm fine. I am fine. This is Stan Phillips. Yes, indeed it is. And I'm, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now, okay? Okay. Nyla's homework. Porn name. I can't leave a tall building in a single bound. Powerful as a locomotive, a boast, a boastful lie I won't expound. But for a quickie in a hurry, have no worries. As a speeding bullet with no delay, I'm your Superman. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Then I'm up, up, and away. And peace. And there's your homework. <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, yeah, you guys got to be careful what you say around me because you will end up with homework that can be pretty strange. <laughs> so was it fun to write? Yes, it was. That was made of others. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There we go. Okay. All 
right, we're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was fun to write. I got to admit. And I told you I was going to have fun with it. I knew you would. I knew. I knew that you. Uh, that's why I gave you that homework. I knew you would have fun with it. All right, I'm done messing with the board. I had you all. I, I had everything all tangled. We're all better now. Oh, all right. <laughs> you're back. You're back. Yay. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Stan Phillips. You can find me, of course, on the Nyla Speakeasy Cafe. Fridays for the first hour, you might find me on Let's Talk About It, which is a spoken word venue with Van Meadows. Uh, uh, after that, you would find me on World Poetry Open Mic with Michael Amaday and J.T. Gutner. Sometimes Saturdays, you might catch me on Poetry Madness. Sundays, you will find me on the uh, Epiphany's Inspiration Factory, which is with Paul Sampson. Uh, Mondays, when I can make it, you would find me on what they call the Get Down. This is all spoken word venues. And then Tuesday, a newer one that just came out with a gentleman named Subtle Rashan, which is called Dead Poets Society, where we actually do covers and, and conversation as well as original poetry. You know, we've done Yates, we've done Don Quixote. Uh, other than that, it would be uh, the Garden of Poetry and Prose, which is an anthology group. Uh, sometimes on Words of uh, Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit, uh, the Outlaw Poetry Group, and I'm in uh, two anthologies: the 2017 anthology of World Poetry Open Mic and the Outlaw Poets anthology. We're in cahoots. Both of those available on Amazon. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. And absolutely loved it. All righty. And I will be back to read another if we get a chance. <laughs> All right, hon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. On to the next. All right, baby. Okay, so this has been fun. Uh, sorry about that, guys. I just had totally lost my board. Um, make sure that we've got everything back up and going. I'm going to go ahead and try to bring on area code 219-219. Are you with me? That's got to be Granville. Hello, now how are you doing? Oh, no, this is Brother O. Yes, this is Brother O. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> how are you doing, sweetheart? How are you doing, Wonderful. Oh, I'm good. No, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. So what is what is going on in your world? What did you bring us tonight? Uh, out of this form, it's called Have a Drama Free Holiday Season. This is uh, my uh, classic holiday form. My uh, version of having... Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is my version of it. Okay. Christmas and the New Year are drawing near. This is the season of peace, love, joy, and tranquility. 
And this is a season to be jolly. And this is the time for families to come together and celebrate the holidays. In the majority of families, everybody is tight and close-knit. So they love and appreciate one another. And for the most part, they get along very well. Get into the, the holiday spirit. Enjoying the peaceful atmosphere and cheer that it brings. However, on the flip side of things, there are some families that just can't come together or get along with each other without some type of drama going on. You got different personalities clashing with each other under the same roof. And the tension is building up in the air. There's always a drama kings and queens in our families as well. We want to holiday for everybody because they just don't know how to act. They have absolutely no sense of class or home training and bringing that mess to my holiday party. Lord have mercy on me. God, why are they over here? Y'all know me unannounced without calling for us to bring you some food, drinks, or gifts to the party. I wish you would just leave and go somewhere else. Now, God, out of all the people that you chose, why didn't you make it to me? Always causing trouble and stirring up mess every family gathering. Talking loud and making fools of themselves. Bringing up old issues that occurred years ago. Because they don't have to retreat, let this stuff go. Crying, having pity parties, and blaming everybody for their problems, circumstances, and poor choices. Yet, they expect everybody to feel sorry for and have sympathy for them. Why are you over here miles ruining my party? They eat up all the food and drink up everything at your expense, and you even got the nerve to take extra plates home. That's probably the source of all misery. Ain't got nothing better to do than get drunk and get high as tight. Over here at my house, acting like clowns and arguing over dumb and trivial stuff, like religion and politics. Now, I didn't want to start a fight in my house, trading punches and sucks in my living room. Now, I got to play the referee, pick these fights from escalating to a cabin and shooting. And you got grown men and women acting like first graders because of ignorance, jealousy, envy, and stupidity. You know what? These folks ain't got to go home, but they need to get up out of my house with that foolishness. Getting on my last son, I don't need to be dealing with all this drama on the holidays. I'm officially cutting each and every last one of them loose, and they are no longer welcome over here. They can go and celebrate the holidays by themselves from now on. My dear brothers and sisters, if you are sick and tired of dealing with people causing nothing but drama, especially some of your family members and some of your friends during the holidays, here's some advice from your children. I know that you love your family. And care about your friends' gifts. You have to deal with reality. You have to call some of your family members and friends from a distance. And deal with them with a long handle wooden spoon and cut them loose before you say or do something that you will regret it on down the road before you end up in a hospital locked up in jail. They are not worth your time nor the stress. You have every right to enjoy the holidays out in the drama. And celebrate with people who know how to conduct themselves as adults. Let peace, love, 
And Lord knows the root is buying your house, and don't let those children make you step foot at your door. So they say you're healthy and sandy. When they come up to the front porch and knock on your door, tell them, don't come back over here unless you come correct. And kindly shut the door in their face. And maybe we won't watch over the while you ask them from their presence. But Lord wishes all of you a very Merry Christmas and blessed, healthy, and prosperous 2019. May all of you have a drama free holiday season. May peace, love, joy, happiness, and prosperity follow you wherever you go. And may God bless you and your families always. In poem. <laughs> a drama free holiday. That That's a good wish. <laughs> you know, for I know for a lot of us family families are fun at the holidays. So um let's let's hope that those of those of us who need that will have that. So fantastic job, okay, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. All right, do me a favor, tell everyone how to find your brother O. Oh, for those of you not familiar with my work I can be found. All Facebook on the Omar Brother O'Gatton. As always, thank you for your support every week. Thank you, sweetheart. You're amazing, honey. All right. Thank so you. let's go ahead and get to our next caller. Uh, let me make sure we get this one marked here. All right, our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> Naila. I knew you were coming up soon. How you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing great, my dear. I'm doing great. And hope you're doing fine as well. I am. It's wonderful to hear from you. Likewise, my dear. Likewise. Yes, you know, let the people know that Granville is in the house. And this poem I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. In honor of George H. W. Bush. George Herbert Walker Bush. That's what's in there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The poem is called Beyond the Grave. The thought of my death is an insult. To me, I am above this. This cannot be my fate. It is beneath me. I would remonstrate the indignity. Divinity does not become this. Rigor mortis and I should never be acquainted. The rigid fool, I am befuddled. It disturbs me that I should have an end. Mortality, I am above it. The grave cannot contain me. It's a sham, a force, a transition, 
a temporary thing and it shall pass for we are more than this. We are more than this. Thank you very much, Nyla. Thank you. You are very much welcome, my sweetheart. Great read tonight. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and to, to the folks in Radio Land, this is Granville coming out of Wally, North Carolina. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Granville John Hedrington. Look for the lion logo with the red, gold, and green. Check me out. Hire me. Staffing artist over here. Thank you very much, Queen. Thank you very much, Nyla. You are very welcome, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. Okay, thank you. Bless it, love, Queen. All right, sweetie. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. All right, so we are having some issues with our phone lines, guys. Um, If you're on the line, don't hang up. If you want to read again, and if you're trying to call in and you can't get through, then uh, keep trying. They're working on getting the lines back up. I'm going to play a track real quick, guys. If you're on hold, just just hang tight. Um, I'm going to play a track real quick so I can get it... uh, message into the tech people real fast and not try to juggle everything at the same time and uh, then we'll go from there this is by this is one of my favorite pieces um an absolute my favorite one of my favorite contemporary poets from our time uh billy collins it's a poem called litany if you don't know who billy collins is i've probably got every book he's ever written just an incredible poet and I just I love his sense of humor, and he'll explain this poem as he gets into reading it, and you'll understand why I like him. He's just too cool. Here we go. This is Billy Collins with Litany, and I will be right back with you. For it TV, the world is thinking. Here's a poem that um, I like to read, which is kind of another. It just connects with that one because it's uh, also stealing something from another poet. And a lot of this stuff goes on rather covertly that I'm not going to tell you about, but some of it, there are are different kinds of uh, thefts, and some of them are daylight daylight, um, crimes, just knocking over a jewelry store at noon, but another stuff is like a second story, guys. But this is very open. I, I take the two lines, first two lines of someone else's poem and rewrite it for them, which is, uh, this is, this is done out of courtesy, uh, when you see a poem that doesn't seem to get, you know, that seems to fail, you can just rewrite it and, and, and improve upon it that way. So, so this is a, uh, I came across this love poem in a magazine and uh, it's a series of, um, comparisons in which, uh, the poet, um, relies on a very uh, ancient, um, device in, in, in Western love poetry, uh, at least dating back to the Middle Ages, which is to compare the beloved to various things in the world, and therefore, by flattering her, so your eyes are like stars and whatnot, you, um, you make headway. And um, the, um, so he, uh, his poem really is a wheel-spinning exercise in these kinds of comparisons, about 40 lines of just the same stuff. You're like, you know, this, you're this and that. So he begins by 
saying to the uh, beloved, um, he says, you are the bread and the knife, the crystal goblet and the wine. Litany. You are the bread and the knife, the crystal goblet and the wine. You are the dew on the morning grass and the burning wheel of the sun. You are the white apron of the baker and the marsh birds suddenly in flight. However, you are not the wind in the orchard, the plums on the counter, or the house of cards. And you are certainly not the pine-scented air. There is no way you are the pine-scented air. (laughs) It is possible that you are the fish under the bridge, maybe even the pigeon on the general's head, but you are not even close to being the field of cornflowers at dusk. And a quick look in the mirror will show that you are neither the boots in the corner nor the boat asleep in its boathouse. It might interest you to know, speaking of the plentiful imagery of the world, that I am the sound of rain on the roof. I also happen to be the shooting star, the evening paper blowing down an alley, and the basket of chestnuts on the kitchen table. I am also the moon in the trees and the blind woman's teacup. But don't worry, I am not the bread and the knife. You are still the bread and the knife. You will always be the bread and the knife not to mention the crystal goblet and somehow the wine. I'm sure you can see why I absolutely love that man. Um, Just get the little music out of the way. Get the music out of the way. That was fun. Okay, so yeah, that was Billy Collins. His stuff's all over the Internet. He's been like the poet laureate of the universe and and everything else. He's an incredible writer. I love his sense of humor. Um, he's got a piece called, I believe it's um, Undressing Emily Dickinson or something like that that's just I- incredible, too. And, you know, his, his poems always have a target. Uh, he has one about a lanyard that's pretty awesome and probably one of my favorite pieces. I'll have to find it for you later um, about unweaving a poem. And uh, just incredible, incredible writer. So go check him out, Billy Collins. All right, so I am going to go ahead and try to – I've got two numbers from area code 202. I'm going to try to unmute those. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. If you're trying to get on the lines, please keep trying. Po- keep poking with a stick. It will let you on eventually. Okay, um, we're going to probably be trying to get some of our repeat callers unmuted and on the air um, that are still on the line and try to get these two new callers on and you, if you can get on. We'll keep you posted how the lines are doing. All right, so I'm going to check with area code 202. 202, you're on the air. 202297. Actually, these phone numbers are like so close. That's really crazy. So one of you 202s say your name, and I'll tell you which one I've got. King's Cadence. Hey, King. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm making it yourself. I am absolutely awesome. So what's going on with you tonight? 
Um, just you know, just been listening um to poetry, been bouncing around and listening. Um it's funny, the other tool too you got is one of my um one of my close friends, Desire. So that's that's who the other one is. That's why our numbers are so close. Um, okay, good. <laughs> When I when I hear people, I hear things that kind of change my my night. Um, I heard a poet earlier, and I didn't catch the name, but he said a line that I've been saying all night since he said it. He said the uh, it, the blackbird can't live if the blackbird can't sing, and I don't know why that touched me, but it just it did, and I've been saying it to myself all night. It's the guy that said the piece about prison, I believe. I think it was the same guy. I'm not sure. Soldier Blue? But it was, I think it was. Yeah, it was an amazing piece, though. I was like, wow. <laughs> I've been saying it to myself all night. So. so you know what you have to do is exactly what Billy Collins was just talking about in his piece because he took the first two lines from someone, else, someone else's poem and mm-hmm. wrote a poem around it. So you need to write a poem entitled, Two, lone, two Lines Stolen from Soldier Blue, and that's the t- name of your poem. Yeah, I will do that. And you tell the story. I, like you know, I heard this poet speak, and he said these two lines, and it just stuck with me, so I wrote this poem. This poem is called Two Lines Stolen from Soldier Blue. Okay. I will do that. Yeah, and then send it okay. to him so he can read it. I mean, there's nothing, there's no greater compliment in the world than to do something that inspires something, someone else to create something amazing, in my opinion. True. You're right. So go ahead. I'm done yammering. Oh, no problem. Uh, I have a piece called um, Misunderstanding. Okay. Um, okay. My heart pounding. I'm between understanding and mission abandoned. I've dotted eyes, I've crowded cross T's, but no answers revealed to me. This can't be. From misunderstanding me to missed and misused due to misunderstandings, we haven't got a conceived chance. But we planned it forever, spoke that we lasted. Our hunger for love standard, perfect co-star, but the spotlight and the focal point of our branding was larger than my heart's problems, and I felt stranded. We were doing this partnerless dancing, confusion to lose whether it was true or I was fooled because with or without proof, the move had to be made. And it wasn't self-preservation, but it was either me or it was you. Confined for forever's time, intentions different, wishes washed like dishes in a different distance, I'm drifting. While providing real assistance, I collided, but was reminded of being kissed and dismissed, and I still feel it. Speaking positive into the light, but I still kill it. The masochist and master in envy whispering, maybe I'm still willing. But it's hard to put a good foot forward when my transport is on steel wheels, and I'm tempted to close my eyes, residing in the inner confines of my mind. I realign, realizing that when I die, I simply just die, and there's no rewinding. Hurt never to be rescinded, never questioned or mentioned, because those type of things are forbidden. Now listen, because I beg of you. I'm not demanding I need help. I need you to give me some sort of understanding. I'm tired of these misunderstandings. And peace. That was incredible. 
That was absolutely, absolutely incredible. You know, I miss you when you're not around, by the way, just in case you were wanting to wonder. Well, I appreciate it. I've been, like I said, I'm sure I'm writing through it. I'm always writing through it, you know. Um, And what's funny is that things are good. You know, love and life is good, but sometimes you have to go back to the beginning and really, you know, touch on those points to get the best work. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. You ever notice that when you're the happiest is when you re- write the least? <laughs> I always yeah. said that con- contentment. I mean, as writers, we almost we almost covet that dark place. We almost yeah. we almost covet pain. We almost covet covet sorrow. You know, the, those strong emotions, love, hate. You know, um, all of that. I always said that contentment. Yeah. Is is the biggest enemy of a poet? Because when you're content, you're like yeah, Ferdinand the Bull. Do you remember that story? Mm-hmm. Ferdinand the Bull sitting in the field, smelling daisies. He doesn't want to do anything. He's just just happy in the world. And <laughs> it's like, oh, you what? You're gonna break up with me? That's freaking awesome. I mean, oh, that's really bad. <laughs> I'm gonna get six months of good writing out of this. <laughs> it's, it's almost like um, the cat, the way the mice of play type thing because. When I'm with um when I'm with Jane the Storm and we everywhere, you know, thing is more love based and is happy. Um, and she's away, you know, she's in the Dominican Republic right now. So, you know, I've been kinda left to my own devices, you know, insert muhuha here. <laughs> so I've been for the last week I've just been ripping and running everywhere, just spitting and, and getting my evil and my ills and, and the darkness is letting it run rampant and <laughs> You know, and that's you know, but it feels good sometimes. You know, it's therapeutic mm-hmm. because it doesn't go away. Even when you you find happy, happy doesn't shadow or close the light on the darkness. It's still there. You it's know, just you just page. you have a better coping mechanism. But you know, mm-hmm. it makes for good work. This is true. This is true. All right, baby, fantastic job. Tell everyone how to find you again. Um, you can find me under my name, uh, Caden Storm, everywhere on Facebook, and that's with a K, you know, because I mess things up, Cadence. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, King's Cadence. I'm a Cadence Storm of the team. Uh, my name's King's Cadence on Facebook. That's K-I-N-G-K-A-D-E-N-C-E, and I'm everywhere on Facebook now. I'm a poetry whore, so uh, <laughs> thanks for that having works. me. <laughs> Embrace your poetic floozy. We can we can handle it. Hey, most definitely. Uh, well, I thank you for having me, and I'm gonna take my spot on the sideline. My pleasure, King. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Most definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, hon. All right, we're gonna take our other two o two caller. Other two o two caller, you are on the air. Hello. Oh, thank goodness. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing wonderful. It's been a fantastic night. You know, I was just talking to my husband. It's a, it's a radio host, a show host on um, radio, regular radio, I guess. I hate to say it like that. But her name was, uh, I think it's Delilah. Delilah. And you sound just like her. You you talk just like her. So so nice and and. It's, I want to say motherly, like, but you think it's so calm, you're so welcoming. 
And yeah, and she laughs and everything. I'm like, this must be the same lady. Maybe the same lady. If not, you got what, what's called a, a a twin on the radio. A doppelganger. Um, yeah. Yes, I couldn't say that. I can never say that word, so I'm not going to even attempt and trip, trip all over it. But yes, you sound just like her. Really. So that is your homework. That is an amazing really? word. So I want you to look it up. I want you to write down the meaning. I want you to use that as homework and write a poem about doppelganger. Okay. Because it is such a fun yeah. word to say. It is, it's one of those words that just, I mean, it's like the word diarrhea. Okay? It's such a horrible <laughs> thing. But the word is so pretty. You know, doppelganger. Yes. That's such an awesome word. You know, I love the I sound of words. I had a, I had a, I had a um, Spanish class, and the one word, one letter that stuck out to me that I like to say that sounds funny is, W, W. I mean, is it, is it? I don't know what it was, but I just love saying it. <laughs> w. I'm like, yes. I don't know. I don't know anything else other than high and by, but that right there stuck. It feels good in my mouth. I don't know. What does it but, mean? Um, let me. Do you remember? I don't. I forgot. I think it's a. It's a letter. <laughs> I think. It's, I think it's a letter. I think W, W. I think it's either W. I want to say Z. I think All I right, like somebody it so who much knows, because... Someone who knows, email her and tell her. Because you just gave yourself Please. two pieces of homework. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me shut up. I'm pulling myself a whole bunch of homework. <laughs> but my name, is, my name is Desire. And if you would like, please um, hit me on Facebook under Zanetta, Z-A-N-E-T-T-A, Butler. And that's how you find me. So... I, I have a piece. I'm gonna um um uh, if you're ready, um do it. Yes, please. Okay. I like what uh, King Katie said about the um cage bird things. I gotta identify with that. Um, grow wings. I was two doves into a I was two J's into a dove. I saw the smoke foaming words as it went above. So So, so high I wish I could grow wings and fly I'll leave these problems behind me Soar through my issues Missing the hurt completely Deaf ears to fears I can't even hear who needs me I'll burrow roll under hurt Associated with work then eagle died to survive because hungry ones always eat first. Um, it's no dream. I wish I could grow wings and fly. So high, so, so high to where I simply know things, right? Like why do I let toxic in my life? And how could I avoid it all by only going up to new heights? Eyes closed, I'm splitting the wind, flying faster, then faster, then faster again. Yes, gliding with stride as, I, as I'm finding new reasons to be alive. Everything feels so new here. Oh, my gosh, the sky is so blue here. I wish I could. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could grow wings. Hey, look at me. Hey, I'm growing. 
in peace. That was phenomenal. That was a phenomenal piece of writing. Thank you. Absolutely, girl. Hey, how do you spell your last name? Butler. B-U-T-L-E-R. No, just one T. One T, okay. Maybe that's why. All right, so, all right, I was just making it easier for people to find you because I'm trying to pull up your page and I can't. If you go on the Storm Cadence featuring Desire, I'm there too. But my my regular page. Okay. So that's why I couldn't find you. You're not on my friends list. I'm sending you a friends request. Oh, well, definitely. I know. Isn't that crazy yes. to believe? How can that be? Oh my goodness. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna finish. With, I'm gonna work on my. Do- See, I'm gonna try to double. Say it for me. Double. I can. Doppel- doppelganger. 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 <laughs> doppelganger. <laughs> a, I will have it. Remember, ganger like a gangbanger. Okay, and doppel. Yeah. Doppel, doppel. 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 Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Gotcha. Thank you. It's spelled like D-O-P-P-E-L. So if you spell it out for not, it's doppel, D-O-P-P-E-L, and ganger, G-A-N-G. Ganger. Yeah. Well, I got my homework. I'm up for the challenge. I'll be back next week with my people. Awesome. (laughs) Love you dearly, sweetheart. Great word tonight. Thank you for making time to be here with us. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Good night, hon. All right, our next caller comes from area code 646-646. You are on the air. Or not. Just so you know, I think we've got some lines coming back up, so hopefully I'll be able to get them unmuted here. Uh, the chat room is still having issues. 646, we're going to try this again. 646, are you uh, with me? Uh, yes, can you give me one second? Can you take the next caller? Okay, and then I'll come back and get you. All right. 503, you are on the air. 503? Yes. Nyla. It has been forever. It has been. What in the world has been going on in your life? I have had a horrible reaction to a new injectable migraine medication, and I have been a physical and emotional mess. And it takes like six months to get it all the way out of your system. So um, I am one of the unlucky people that didn't respond well to it. So I've just been kind of wow and trying to get through. But I wanted to call and say hi. And clearly there's a reason, besides the fact I needed to say hi to you, is that W is the French pronunciation for the letter W. Okay, so hopefully she's still on the line and heard that. So W. So she would have to write something about what the word W means to her. Or maybe W could be like the first letter in someone's name, and she writes writes up home for W. And she it calls a, him that because it's a secret. It is a lovely, a lovely way to say a letter. It sounds so much more elegant than just saying W. Double. Double. Mhm. I want to learn. French is such a sexy language. It is a very sexy language. It really yeah. is. It's like when Colin calls you? in every week. You know, though he's not French. You know, he's just got that. He's got that European, sexy accent. 
you know, Highlander thing going sound in his voice. And, you know, just there's something about that that my brain appeals appeals to my brain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that accent. And it's not quite, it's not like an English accent. It's different. It's it's grittier. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I know. I have a very good idea of what you're talking about. Well, I have just two very small things to share because, one, I just started writing tonight, and it's very unrefined and and partial. But if you would indulge me, I would just like to get your input on it because I'm trying sure. to write a little tribute piece because I just last week had to put my beautiful black cat to sleep that mm. I had she had just turned 16 on November 4th, and um, I just wrote, Come to me, beloved one, on sacred sorrows, silken cords. I'll build you bridge of thoughts and dreams and draw you near with whispered words. Please walk the moonbeam bent to earth and let your spirit dwell a while. And that's as far as I've gotten. That is beautiful. You know, it's really hard to it's really hard to lose a pet. You know, people who aren't pet people just don't understand. You know, but people who are really pet people, I mean, it's 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 a relationship, a bond between you and an animal that is absolutely drama-free, well, depending on unless you have my cat. <laughs> my cat's not drama-free. Um, he is so spoiled. Uh, but you know that connection you get. You know it is it is it is such a deep deep connection, and it's hard. You know and it's it's really hard. And you know I'm really sorry that you're going through that. I mourn that loss with you, because I know know how deep that's felt. Um, but I think that it's a great piece. I think that you know it's. I think that when you're okay. So the, my honest opinion. I think when you're writing that, you're trying to write something worthy of the love you feel for your cat. Right. And I want you to keep writing it. But the homework I want to give you is I want you to write me a poem so that I know what, who your cat was in day-to-day life. The funny thing, the funny things, the real stuff, the, you know, day-to-day things that it was like living with that, you know, with that companion in your life for that many years, you know. A funny, I want it to be funny and fun and I want you to look around the house and remember all the fingerprints that he's left behind, he, she, has left behind. And write the things that are never going to leave you, you know, that that he's he's left in shadows and fingerprints all over the house. Okay. So I I think one needs to be done for your soul, the other one needs to be done for your heart. I think you're on to something there. Because Astar was a wacky, wonderful black cat. Astar being black, Astar. Um, so. Oh, that's such a great name. Isn't Astar. that a great name? I wish I could say I made it up myself, but no. Um, <laughs> the breeder did. And then, and then this other little piece. I don't know. It's not my typical. Um, but it was a, it was an autumn day, and um, 
The leaves don't grieve. They fall with grace, released upon the autumn breeze. And where I once saw crumpled brown, I now see nature's fragile lace. Leaves large and small break free and drift. Some simply fall while others dance. A lesson, as I mark my years, to find joy when I have the chance. End poem. That was incredible. I have a thing. There's my there's things to me that are very spiritual in life, and one of them, the wind. I mean, I the wind is is yeah. just it it does something to me. It does something mm-hmm. almost erotic when it touches my skin. The way it makes me feel. The way it mm-hmm. makes it takes my breath away. The you know it it is something very personal to me. Um, the feel of the wind. The the strength of it. The power of it. When it blows my hair around, I just respond to it. Yeah. And, and the, I'm not a summer person. I'm not a, you know, sun shining down on daisies. I'm, you know, the stormy ocean, the winter months when the the leaves are, you know, you everything's naked and it can't hide anything. And, um, you know, when when the leaves start falling, and people start saying, "Oh, summer's over," I almost get euphoric. You know, I'm yeah. so excited for winter. And so I'm listening to that poem, and it's like I know that you view it the same way. I can tell by the way you wrote it that you view it the same way. Exactly. Exactly. I I I thought about the the brown leaves, you know, where most of the papery part is gone and you just see that filigree that's left mm-hmm. of the leaf structure and it's you know you know, and it's not ugly, it's beautiful, it's lace. It's there it is. I'm going to read this to you real quick because it's like three lines. It's a poem I wrote about the same thing, the falling leaves, and having it, um, having it refer to, in a way, ourselves and growing older and that place and all of that. So bear with me, guys. It's really short. Yeah. I just want to read it to her real quick. Um, but it, I've got. I'll tag you on all my pages. It's called the Last Walls, and it says, oh, "Season wears tatters." Summer's, yeah, I haven't read this one ever, and I wrote it in. I wrote it September 18th in 2011, and I haven't looked at it since then probably. But uh, season wears tatters, summer silk, fluttering pieces of adornment cast off lie in disarray. It feels good this freedom. I rather prefer it standing naked in the wind. You know, and so I was looking at the leaves falling from the tree and thinking about all the adornment we do as women. You know, yeah. and when you know, as you start to get older, those that falls off. You know, all the summer silks, all the things you did to adorn yourself fall off, and you're standing there like the tree in the fall, with all your, you know, your silk. And and you know, for me, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So, great piece, honey. Great piece. Yours as well. I love that. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. It's great to hear your voice again. It is good to hear you. I'm so sorry you were going through that. I'm so sorry I didn't know you were going through that. It's a. It's definitely a. I would just say for anyone out there that's considering uh, the new injectable Amavig, just be aware there are other side effects besides what they say on the TV commercial. 
happily, many people don't get them, but many people do. So I don't know how you feel about it, but I am a huge advocate for medical marijuana. Oh yes. I'm I'm not a pot smoker, but I just had my carpal tunnel surgery, and it's oh, been very God. horrifyingly painful. And I've been using this topical roll stuff that they give me, and it's amazing. I've known people who have fibromyalgia, all kinds of stuff, who have completely gone off pain medications. You know, there's, for migraine headaches, try that. I don't know how you feel about that. That's my. No, that's good sound advice. I mean, you're here in Oregon, for God's sake. Perfect place. Right? Perfect place. (laughs) So, you know, Go go down to one of the places that, that do the medical quality stuff and tell them about the headaches and ask them. You know, chemicals do not belong in our bodies. These are, are you know, it, it it just doesn't. And look what you've gone through because of that. You guys, I cannot tell you that's enough. I, I have surgery and I won't even take pain pills after surgery. I mean, I, I don't care. The hurt's a good hurt because that means things are healing. And it can hurt like hell, but I won't even take pain pills. Those chemicals do not belong in your bodies and they are killing us. And they don't oh, care because they make a dollar off pills. So there's my there's my rant for the night. No, and I totally agree with you. I, my hair is falling out. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, chemicals indeed. That's crazy. So yeah, yeah talk to someone about that because I've seen it. I've seen it do wonders. You know, especially with migraines. Especially with migraines. You know, migraines okay. are caused by your blood cells constricting and you you lose the, the blood flow and it's just this, and, you know, it, it'll help, I promise. Try okay. it, please. No more chemicals, right. no more pills, synthetic stuff. Uh-uh. All right, I love you. Tell everyone how to I find love you. you. <laughs> I am I am simply on Facebook under uh, uh, Christy Doherty, uh, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. So have a great evening, Nyla. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Home. Appreciate you so much. <laughs> Appreciate you too. Take care. Come back as often as you can. We love you. All right. I, I love you too, and I will. All right, hon. Good night, hon. Night. All right. Our next caller comes. Oh, we got to go back and take the other caller and see if they're ready. So six four six. Are you with me? Hi. Uh, good evening. Hey, how are you? I'm in a restaurant, so it's getting kind of rowdy. So I had to get up and put on my, you know, my my incredible um, outfit. You know, let the gamma ray go in and be like, get out! <laughs> <laughs> Some of them say, everybody out of the restaurant. I'm gonna read. Ran. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I like sitting in the corner and it's, and, and everybody's on the other side of the, of the restaurant, and I'm like, how are y'all so loud? How many of y'all? Okay, we gotta get some. We gotta, we gotta get a straight. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what do you have um, for us tonight? I have a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, Joseph Nathaniel King Jr. I am a great fan of this show, so I kind of sit down with my Craftmatic adjustable bed, with my, um, of course, my remote. Popcorn is on a regular, and these people are getting loud again, so I might have to go and turn green again. Just joking. Um, <laughs> um, but I have uh, I have a question. A, a couple months ago, I believe it was like a month or so ago, you had uh, a, a workshop. And you had like three different artists, two or three different artists, and you was giving um, them like 30 seconds to reply or something like or write something. 
And uh-huh. I was wondering if you can if you can send me the archives for that. Is there an archive? There is an archive, and I would be happy to do that. Yeah, because I was like, I want to listen more, and I had to get ready to go for work. I was like, I'm going to get this if the last thing that I do. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'm going to read this and get out of the way so you can be able to hear me at least um, until the natives get restless. Goodness. Okay. We'll be able to hear you. It'll be okay. I actually just wrote this um, like 20 minutes ago, so just bear with me. Um, Her smile captures my endless beats. Place me before her face like the way she kisses the moon. Feet deep, footsteps embraced under the sand. Forehead kissed, received like a tenth grade crush. Hug my tight, hug my, hug my night tears and rock me to sleep again. My bamboo lover, my four season candlelight of you. Rose garden of smile, my poetic gift of inner city beauty. My mental environment is intoxicated when you're not near me. And peace. <laughs> uh, let me see. Get with, what were you feeling the day you wrote that one? I, I, w- I actually wrote that um, for someone I'm, I'm very fond of. Um, so she works in a restaurant, so I didn't let her see it yet. So I wanted, I, I pulled out my laptop. I was like, okay, you're here, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to write something. You know, so being at your show, we're going, so I'm going to see how this works out. Let's see if I still got the pen. I think it's beautiful. I think it's charming and you can feel the the there's a anticipation. There's a feel of anticipation. There's a feel of a flutter. Does that make sense? I like yes. it a lot. Great job. Thank you. I'm smiling and I hope my cheeks don't fall off. <laughs> oh no. No. All right, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Um, you can actually you can if you Google my name, you'll find every place that I've ever written. Um, I think I have like nine different websites that I've placed poetry on since 1992. And I was like, wow, I'm out there. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, you it's weird. You know, uh, anyone that puts their stuff online, you bring up a good point. You should Google yourselves. You would be really mm. amazed at the stuff you can find um, if you Google yourself. And oh anytime goodness. you put your stuff out there, you really should do that just to protect yourself yes. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'll be listening. And, and um, everyone have a great night. And, and remember, um, you're only as great as you make yourself. Um and appreciate yourself a little bit more because every time you write something, that just gives you, whether it's hurt, whether it's joy, whether it's uh, um, something that gets off your chest, is for someone else to hear and you to embrace them because sometimes we get caught up, you know, as a, the lady wrote about her, her pet, and I just remember back in, like, 1994, my, my, I was renting a room while I was in high school, and this lady had a, a cat, and I didn't. I didn't know nothing about no cat. I not know about them, but I never had one. So the cat would follow me around, and I just got really attached to it. And then, um, like two years later, a year or two later, I came home um, from work, and it was. Uh, um, it decided to go in my room and die. Like it just laid out, died. I'm like, wow, that like, that like the, 
I don't know, but it lasted about about six months that I was just like this. Every time I went in the room, that's when I was like, okay, is he coming back? It's um, you know, because that, that attachment is so real. Um, mm-hmm. And the cat, the cat, cats really are sensitive when they see you when you're when you're down. Oh my goodness, they just come around and they're, you know, like, what do you want? Leave me alone! And they're like, you're like chasing them out of the room. They come right back the same way. I was like, fine, step. <laughs> I said I wanted petted. I want petted now. This is not a negotiation. Now just do your job, human. <laughs> exactly. Oh, too funny. All right, sweetheart. Tell him your name one more time. Uh, Joseph Joseph Nathaniel King Jr. Um, actually, is abbreviated to as J and K, so you might hear that a lot too. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, man. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Five eight five, are you with me? Hi. Can you hear me? Hey, it's Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. I'm doing great. It's really good to hear from you, hon. Yeah. Listen, first of all, uh, congratulations on your anniversary. I was trying to get to the show last night. I did not get there. But thank you, Bert. Good congratulations on your longevity. (laughs) Thank you so much, sweetheart. So enjoying everything that I'm hearing so far tonight. And I was digging around. I found something that I have written some time ago. And I just want to give it to you in just a second here. My dog is saying that he's going to bark at me in a minute because I'm paying too much attention to the phone. I'm trying to give him a treat. <laughs> now go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just that or let him last. But I have a poem. Um, turned out to be a little bit long. It's called It Be That Way. And I wrote this poem thinking about how when different cultures integrate, one of the casualties of that, there's a lot of good things that come of it, but one of the casualties of that is language, uh, ways of expression that don't don't blend well into a mainstream culture or don't blend well when cultures collide. So some things get cast to the wayside and then the expression uh, where two people might be talking and someone would talk about something that's really too bad, you know, like, wow, such and such happened, man, it was really a drag. And then the other person said, well, you know, these that way sometimes. In other words, it's just the way it goes, right? So here's mm-hmm. a, a poem called It Thieves That Way. It was a brand-new kite on a windy day, flying high, soaring above a New York City street. And a sudden wind blast made me stumble and trip, and my hand, the kite, and from my hand the kite string did slip. For a minute I just watched my blue kite soar, not even thinking it won't be mine anymore. But then against the 12th floor terrace it did crush, and when it hit the ground, not a kite, it did crash. But when it hit the ground, not a kite, it was trash. When I picked it up, it was torn in soil. Its thin paper ripped, its wood frame spoiled. By the wind, the crash, the plunge to the ground, and my voice was this pitiful, weeping sound. Oh, my poor, brand-new blue kite, 
fate is ripped and torn, you just despite me. For the careless way I held your string, and you were such a magnificent thing. I knelt there crying over my broken toy. I was New York City's most broken-hearted boy. The wind was gusting. The air had got colder. But I felt this warmth right over my shoulder. Oh, now, isn't that a shame? Now, what will I do? I needed your help, but you've got problems, too. I was going to give you a quarter to carry this sack. It was old Miss Johnson with her hand on my back. I looked up in her face. Saw no pity there, just a deep knowing look, one that said, I care. She gave me a nod, a quiet command, a strong, caring voice made me the stand. It really was a pretty kite, and my house did fly, and it was your very own, so tell me, why do you cry? Nothing is forever, sometimes things go away. There's no rhyme or reason, sometimes life just bleeds that way. Her kindly, dry-eyed words were like castor oil to me to make me feel strong again without a show of pity. It just easy that way, I asked. This old lady sure talked funny. A simple smile meant yes. That's what I said, honey. Now pick up your kite and put it here. She nodded toward the can. Then, and thrust at me a heavy bag of grits and rings with one hand. I stumbled from the weight of it then gained control of my feet. To follow Mrs. Johnson, who was halfway up the street. I followed this Harlem lady who was known to everyone. And while they all said hi, to keep up, I had to run. We passed a candy shop a few paces from her door. Saw a display of brand new kites in the window of that store. 35 cents for a brand new kite. My thoughts now came alive. But I realized Mrs. Johnson had only promised 25. In front of the dingy apartment, she said that was far enough, but I followed her right up the stoop and helped her with the stuff. At the, door, at the doorway, she looked down and patted me on my head. She smiled. Sorry. She, smi- she barely smiled, but looked in my eyes, and this is what she said. Well, you sure are a strong little boy, and you sure did keep the faith. Did you see how working so hard dried those tears off your face? I saw you looking through that candy store about that brand new kite. So here's what Big Mark's going to do to try to make things right. I'm going to give you a quarter, like I said, for helping me to my door. For carrying that sack up these stairs, I'll give you 10 cents more. Before I could crack a smile, she said, there's just one thing more. you got to buy a kite. You saw from that brand. You got to buy a kite you saw in that book. I'm sorry. She said there's one thing more. You got to go and buy that kite you saw in the store. You can buy a red one, a green one, or a yellow one will do. You can buy any kite you want, so long as it's not blue. So long as it's not blue. Now, what a thing to say. Just then I remembered what what she had. Just then I remembered. She said, sometimes it bees that way. It just bees that way. It just bees that way. Sometimes life is unfair. It don't mean you give in. It don't mean that you care. Don't care. I took Miss Johnson's nickels and dimes and went back from my kite. Bought me a pretty purple, trimmed out in pink and white. I stood in front of Miss Johnson's house, my face lit with glee, buying my brand new kite, buying my brand new blue kite, 
from her window. She smiled at me. It's been many, many years, and, I, and the thought of that lady brings smiles and tears. When I recall the day I lowered her down, when I recall the day they lowered her down and put Miss Johnson in the ground, in the ground. But she left a valuable lesson behind, something for me to keep in mind. Nothing is forever. Sometimes things go away. There's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes life just bees that way. It bees that way. Sitting in jail, face to the wall, and ain't done nothing wrong. Someone else gets paid more than you just for singing your song. It bees that way. Last hired, first fired, in your favor they never heard. Poverty, mired, uninspired, and all your games at first. It bees that way. That junkie they found in the alley, he used to be your boy. That girl who used to be your girl is now somebody else's toy. It bees that way. It bees that way. Don't ever hang your head in humiliation. Stand up, speak up, and deal with the situation. Just like that old lady told me on that home and helping a little boy with the news he had to be. Sometimes it's just like that. Yeah, sometimes you say it's just life. And you know what? Sometimes it bees that way. I'm going out and find a hilltop where it blows a gentle breeze. I spool out a line for a long tail kite and fly it as I please. Then I'll sit and reflect on that kindly lady's lesson, too. It's a good day for flying a kite, so long as it ain't blue. And you'll still end the tail. I love that. That was amazing. I love slice of life poetry. I wrote it like years ago, and I just found it. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Finding little treasures it. you didn't, you, you know. I'm sorry. Huh? Isn't it awesome and fun finding little treasures like that that you that you yeah. not misplaced, but you know they get lost. They get lost in in the right. shuffle and they get buried. They get buried. You write stuff. Yeah. Moves. And take stuff out of notebooks because you're going to an open mic or this or that. And, uh, you know, I, I thought about it and said, oh, there it is. So I only read it like once this evening, so I kind of chopped it up when I was reading it this time. But anyway, you get the gist. Mm-hmm. I like that poem. So there we go. <laughs> Fantastic piece, sweetheart. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did very much so. All right, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Well, yes, my name is Doug Curry, and you can find me as Doug Curry on my Facebook page, and you can find me by the name of my radio show, Blacks and Blues, on Facebook, uh, both under Doug Curry and Blacks and Blues. Blacks and Blues is a program that comes on the radio in Rochester, New York, so it's on Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time from 9 until midnight. So it's a three-hour program at WRUR.org. And a one-hour version of the program comes on out of Chicago on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. I can also be found, my poetry can be found on allpoetry.com. And... I wish it was more more than occasionally, but I'm only here occasionally on Thursday nights now. And you should know that that's only because we've been doing some theater and we've had a lot of evening rehearsals that season. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to have a, a life, sweetheart. It's okay. Well, that's, 
But that's the only thing that keeps me from being here. Otherwise, I just enjoy listening to everyone else. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, and I'm glad that you were able to make it tonight. It means a lot to me. And uh, just know that when you're not here, we do miss you, okay? Thank you. Thank you much. I'll be back. All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, that was Doug Curry. Make sure you go find him. He is amazing. And our next caller comes from area code 510. 510, you're on the air. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Uh, my name is Aziz Robinson. Um, I think this is my first time on the show. Uh, just tapped in to, uh, well, first, I'm, you know, poetry is my healing, so I just wanted to tap in uh, to hear a few things. And then, uh, so I've gotten inspired to do a piece. So I just wanted to tap in and, you know, kind of say hello and drop a piece and uh, go from there. Well, very glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. So um, this piece I got is is uh, inspired by uh, this is a series. I live here in uh, the Bay Area, California, Oakland to be exact. And uh, so the piece I'm, done, I'm doing is expired, inspired by a series uh, that we're doing. Well, not we, but it's a series that's here in the Bay Area in Berkeley, California, at this place called The Wells. And what it is, it's a uh, three-part series. Uh, where they are empowering black women or women of color, period. And so um, I got a chance to uh, attend it and and uh, be a part of it. So I just wanted to uh, say a piece that, you know, that kind of that kind of got expired by me going through that. So very cool. Yeah, right. It's a really raw piece. It's a really really raw piece. It's called Silence of the Power Source. Okay. Silence of the Power Source. Brothers, wake up, wise up, take up arms, let's size up these cracks that's on the attack of our black women. They are our new voice, and we got to catch up because our sisters are being silenced and killed at an alarming rate because the world can feel them coming. My sisters are on the rise. They have arrived everywhere. So to my brother warriors, this is a summons. White America moves at lightning speed to impede this melanated breed. We, as the strength of seed, need to step up, not step aside to ensure a path as one day you could bet for damn sure a black woman will lead. It boils me to see on TV this orange motherfucker point at my sister and say, have a seat like she was beneath. I grit my teeth and think how we black men need to be like killer bees protecting the queen. Our power source can't afford to have less than the strength of our best stepping up to protect. Send a message like don't fucking mess with our hornet's nest. Make no mistake, this is the silence of our power source. Our daughter, Nia Wilson, murdered at the bar station by a symptom of this evil force. So, of course, we need to be a force. Because if we as black men don't enforce, we leave our queens alone set out on a collision course. These are our issues. If your skin is black and you're a man, it ain't a question of can you. It's a statement of fit in where you can. This is the silencing of the power source. Don't tell me you don't understand. Try telling that shit to Sandra Bland. Black man, stand up, man up. This tanned up so-called president has made it evident through dog whistle banter that our precious black women are to be made look ignorant because of his inability to handle a real question when they raise a hand up. Makes me want to raise my hand up, shape up a black fist, and knock the shit out of the next racist-ass lunatic that tries to attack my sis. We can no longer stand for this shit. They can't dismiss and silence the power source. 
Brothers, we need to state our case so that we shape the mindset of her to appreciate our place. Replace any doubts. Give her faith that you are her security. She is the base, provider of the egg, mother of the seed. A kingdom unstable is one without its queen. We diminish and demean our power source when we abuse and shame, ridicule, call B names. If we harm our queens, others feel empowered to do the same. Today, racism has gotten brave, but we cannot let the power source be its prey. See, the stance we take must say to the other race that you're going to keep your ass out of our black queen's face. Respect is a requirement, and we require they unhand our power source because the violence will not be the silence. You see, while we hustle for that dollar and grind for that last dime, our beautiful black dimes are under siege, and this is where we draw the line to these unbearable crimes. America steps aside, so brothers, we need to be that protection provider. Let's lift our queens higher. Make this earth brighter from the fire of our power source, the silence of our power source. And that's my piece. That was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I have never been more disillusioned with humanity than in the last, what, two and a half years? Right, right, exactly. I, I have never in my life been more embarrassed for, more concerned for, just more in shock of things that I see that people think are acceptable now that would that I just you know and and the ignorance of me to the ignorance of me to think that it didn't exist or it wasn't as bad as I thought it was you know all the shit that I'm seeing coming out of the woodworks I I don't understand it I can't wrap my brain about it, it doesn't make sense to me and I just want to go shake people you know what in the hell is right, wrong right. with you you know, yes, you, you yes. can't be serious. You absolutely cannot freaking be serious. But they are, and it terrifies yeah. me. For humanity, yes, it definitely, definitely. It is, it is. It, it, it is very terrifying. It, it is I mean, exactly I'm a little white girl. How picked on do I get, right, you know, besides right. the fact that I have boobs and do well because I'm cute. All right, so I deal with right, that. We right, all right. deal with <laughs> something. But it's nothing, nothing mm-hmm. like what you're talking about, you know. So, right. I mean, I, I can't comprehend, but I can and I can be angry and mm-hmm, applaud mm-hmm. you for writing that piece. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And, and it's, uh, it's, yeah, and it's really commendable of you to put yourself, you know, how, to, to, to show that empathy, you know. Um, like you said, you know, a lot of people, because they don't look for it, it doesn't exist or it isn't there or it isn't prevalent, right? But, you know, when it once it's there and it's put in your face and, it, and it's presented in so many facets, so many different ways, you know, I have to commend you on the way you just happen to step up and say, you know what, I do notice this. This is an issue. This is not something that people are making up. It's not a figment of their Do you want to know a really fast story? The reason yeah, that I believe absolutely. I don't see color, and I truly do not see color. I see, I see an amazing watercolor painting world. That's the way I see the world. But when I learned that lesson, I was about five years old. We were driving down the road in our station wagon with my dad. In the summertime, the windows were down, and we pulled up next to a street. It was on near Foster and Division in Portland, Oregon, and pulled up at a stop sign, and there was a black woman standing on the corner waiting at the bus stop, right? And she had on this beautiful, bright, outfit and it had I remember it had orange it was just this beautiful bright outfit it was you know the late 70s um you know so you can imagine what I'm talking about but she had her hair was shaved real short against her head 
and she had on the most uh-huh. beautiful makeup. And I remember the orange on her lips matched the orange in her outfit. And I looked wow. at her, and okay. I was just in awe. And I said, "She's a or she's a she's a princess." I said, "She's a princess." Uh-huh. And my dad uh-huh. turned around uh-huh. and looked and said. That damn jigaboo bush baby, blah, 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 just went off on her. Right. And he was saying words mm-hmm. that I didn't know what they meant. I did not know okay, what okay. the words, I'd never heard them before. So I didn't know what he was calling her. Okay. But I knew it was something bad because I saw her go from this woman that looked so beautiful and regal. And to me, she was just this, mm-hmm. oh, goddess. You know, I'd never seen anything so beautiful in my life. And I saw her right, because she could hear him. The windows were down, and I could tell. And I remember looking at my dad in a way that no five-year-old daughter should ever look at her father. And I knew he was Mm -hmm. wrong, and I knew he was doing something bad. And I knew I never wanted to make someone shrink like that. So I think that was that defining moment in my life, you know, that you don't do that to human beings. You know, you just don't. So your peace means a lot to me. I think it's important. I think it's important for people to hear this stuff. So, again, thank you for writing it. Did I lose him? Oh, no. I think I lost him. Well, hopefully he'll either A, call back in, or B, I will talk to him next week, all right, I'll watch for him to call back in. If you can still hear us, call back in so that we can finish saying bye and get your information out there. I'm going to go ahead and bring the next caller on while we're waiting to see. Um, all right, so area code, these stupid board tonight, eight, 832, 832, you're on the air. Is this me? It is you. Hey, you. Hey, Tweety, what's going on? <laughs> Not a whole lot. What are you doing? Listening to a beautiful person that just said something beautiful. Well, Hello? I'm listening. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, here. I'm, I'm, okay. I was just commenting on what you just said, so that's nice. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's very, I don't know what part of what I just nice. said, but thank you. <laughs> everything. It's good. It's everything. No, no, don't stroke your memory. You're, you're cool with that. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so what's okay. up? What would you bring us tonight, my love? No, uh, I brought a poem. As you as you wished before and uh, and I I felt I felt sad because I refused your request, so I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. I would love to hear you read it. Okay. It's it's the uh, uh this poem. You ready? I am. Okay. A poet falls and trumpets cry. A viewpoint is lost. The creator, creator's eyes close and sigh. For just a moment, we have lost a sense of ourselves that we probably need, that we most likely need. An artist fell. Now we don't see so well. They brought a ticket. Jehovah needs rest as well. We might say it. And it's sure enough it's true. The creations created don't take the place of you. 
The soul of a spirit will never die. And if it's resting, fine. Then they have earned their time. Though we may cry on this side, you're all going to travel. We're all going to travel. We're all going to travel. Those left will do the crying. Thanks. Thank you. That was beautiful. That was amazing, sweetheart. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. You're more than welcome. Just an incredible read. Now, I'm not used to hearing you so somber, but do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, where am I? Who am I? Uh, I'm just a poet, Charles C. <laughs> there B. Banks. There we go. There's my baby. <laughs> just a poet, Charles C. B. Banks, selling bags of hamburgers on a corner. Hey, I'm over there by Doug. Doug. Doug Curry. Yeah, Doug. Doug. I just saw him today. He's a cool guy. Yeah. So, if you can find Doug, you can find me. It's a big city, but we live in, we live in the same area, so it's cool. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you so much. And you guys go make sure you go look him up and find him. And we will talk to you next week, baby. All right. Yes. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. You take care, beautiful. I'll talk to you soon, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So, guys, I'm going to bring Dennis back on. I know he wanted to read another one tonight. Dennis, hopefully you're still with me. Are you still there, hon? Maybe he didn't want to read another one. Okay. Or maybe I can't do anything on my board anymore. All right. So I think that done for tonight. I've been wrestling this board the whole night long, so I apologize to you who have had to uh, watch me do that. All right. And just it's been a really fun night. It's been a really great night, you guys. I appreciate you being here, both callers and readers and listeners and everybody else. And uh, just a real, it was a really emotional, really good night. So I want to thank you all for that. We will see you next week the same time. Remember, if you want to do a workshop, shoot me a message, and uh, we'll go from there. Send me those MP3 files so we can get them uploaded onto the show. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece. Um, let's do one by oh, – we can't do that one. That one's messed up. I have it marked. We'll see if we can get one to play. The one that I'm going to close the show with tonight is by, um, let's see, dun, 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 dun. Let's do, let's do Emily Kagan Trenchard with the Magic Kingdom. There we go. We'll do that one. I've got that one pulled up. All right. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Goodbye. The Magic Kingdom. Down in the bowels of Disneyland Jail, there are no costumes just fluorescent light bulbs and pending lawsuits. Turn on the waterworks and say you're in from Wisconsin. Nod somberly at the importance of safety and they'll let you go. 
Mickey's real name is Dave. He has a talent for rolling one-handed joints in the parking lot. Someone will pierce your ears on the benches by Space Mountain to jerk a six-pack past the cans beneath the Jason stalls in Sleeping Beauty's bathroom. Steal $5 sodas while the crowd watches the parades. Throw ice at the tourists because they don't live here. Try not to pick fights with the cholos in Frontierland, even when they call you faggots. There is no better place to get fingered by lost boys than the caves of Tom Sawyer's Island. No better way to put the pointless in perspective than to ride a pirate ship and be in on the joke. Cannibalize the mice they call magic. Put the bones to better use. Never admit to the wild grinning in your chest when those fireworks crash like stupid beauty through the purple-orange sky. When the girls come home, they will be men. We'll need to unlearn the swagger of war. Like killing a loyal but ill-tempered dog, it will not be quiet or easy. They will fill whole carts with groceries, but abandon them if the store becomes too crowded. Needing their flesh to be more gift than convenience, refuse to let their husbands call it a fuck. When the girls come home, they will leak sand. Thinking at first a shower might do it, they will bathe themselves for days until their skin tickles with defeat, until they resign themselves to making brownies and casseroles with an unmistakable grit. They will take to sweeping constantly. In a few years, this shedding will subside, returning only again at night or when a car backfires. Yes, when the girls come home, they will swerve into traffic to avoid garbage and plastic bags in the road. Their eyes will go dead watching how easily young boys can turn anything into a gun. They will forget to feed their children. Still, let them bring a fruit salad to your Memorial Day picnic. Don't count how many beers they drink. Remember that they have died twice. Don't stare at manicured trigger fingers. For signs of use. Okay, I know we said we ended the show, but five one or five uh, one zero is back on the line. I want to be able to step back on. Five one zero, are you back with us? I am. I am. I apologize about that. I was driving my car, so I think I drove to a bad area. So I apologize about that. <laughs> oh no, I pissed him off. He left me forever. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely, that's why I called back. So I didn't want you to think that at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> Well, I wanted to make sure that you got your information out there so people could come over and visit with you. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, my first name is spelled it's Aziz, and it's spelled A-Z as in zebra, I-E-Z, Aziz, Fresh Start Robinson. That's my Facebook page. So if you look up Aziz, Fresh Start Robinson, send me a friend request, I'll get it there. I just had to reopen my Instagram page because my other one was hacked, uh, but it's, it's at Pormonologist. Spelled exactly how it sounds, P-O-E-M-A-N-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Uh, that's my Instagram page. So you can hit me at either one of those, and I'll go ahead and accept your request, and you'll be able to see some more of my stuff there on my page as well. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart, I'm hoping you're able to call in next week. It was a pleasure having you here I will. tonight. I and will. Fantastic thank you for pulling job. me back in. You're I, very I, welcome. I want to hear the rest of that story, though, too, next week, hopefully, if you got time. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good. You have a good rest of the night. Good night, you family. Too, hun. Bye. All right. All right. Bye.
All right, guys, so I am going to go ahead and end the show with another track since we have a couple more minutes. I'm going to do, I really like this one. I'm going to do Sarah Kay with the type, and we will talk to you next week. Love you guys. Good night, everybody. If you grow up the type of woman men want to look at, you can let them look at you. Do not mistake eyes for hands or windows or mirrors. Let them see what a woman looks like. They may not have ever seen one before. If you grow up the type of woman men want to touch, You can let them touch you. Sometimes it is not you they are reaching for. Sometimes it is a bottle, a door, a sandwich, a Pulitzer, another woman. But their hands found you first. Do not mistake yourself for a guardian or a muse or a promise or a victim or a snack. You are a woman. Skin and bones, veins and nerves, hair and sweat. You are not made of metaphors, not apologies, not excuses. If you grow up the type of woman men want to hold, you can let them hold you. All day, they practice keeping their bodies upright. Even after all this evolving, it still feels unnatural, still strains the muscles, holds firm the arms and spine. Only some men will want to learn what it feels like to curl themselves into a question mark around you, admit they do not have the answers they thought they would by now. Some men will want to hold you like the answer. You are not the answer. You are not the problem. You are not the poem or the punchline or the riddle or the joke. Woman, if you grow up the type men want to love, you can let them love you. Being loved is not the same thing as loving. When you fall in love, it is discovering the ocean after years of Puddle jumping. It is realizing that you have hands 